be a turnpot is brought to you free by anchor on today's episode a jam-packed episode we're going to kick it off with a top five breakfast food we're going to hear joelle's gripe which i'm thrilled to hear i have a hot take to unleash that might pee off a couple listeners we're going to talk about potential nfl free agents as well as a few trade targets we'll dive into the antonio brown nonsense we'll knock out our nfl week 18 picks we'll preview the college football championship and then wrap it all up with a couple w's and possibly some l's but we might keep it positive and just do w's but first here's joelle and i regarding our sponsor anchor hello everyone and welcome to the pa turn pod this is episode number Furcon Corkmaz, episode number 30. Eight. I'm Rob, joined as always by Joel, who is inching back closer to 100%. How you feeling, buddy? Better than I was two days ago, for sure. That's good. So, yeah, uh, pop that cork. Your boy's coming back. And uh, I'm like Kyrie Irving. I'll be back soon. So, making an impact. Unlike somebody on the Sixers that I'll get to soon. Ooh. Oh, I know. I know what it is now. <laughs> uh, so Joel has a gripe today. I have a hot take to unleash, um, which was rooted in a, a tweet, a tweet that I saw, a twid, a tweet that I saw <laughs> last night. Um, it made me real come to the realization that uh, we are no longer spoiled in Philadelphia. So uh, before we get to it, um, we have a, a top five list to kick off the episode. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We're working backwards today. So we have so much to get to. Um, if you listen to the rundown, uh, if, if you skip past it, here's what we're getting at today. Uh, Joel's got a gripe. I have a hot take. The Sixers, we're going to touch on them. And then we're going to do all the, uh, the the football games this weekend because we won't talk to you until after week 18 and also after the college football championship. So we're going to knock out all the NFL games, somehow predict that if we can go over 500 this week with how big of a crapshoot it is with the guys that might not be playing, <laughs> that would be impressive. And then we're going to touch on the uh, the national championship as well. Bro, you're talking after a 14 and two performance. I think you'll be fine. Me, I think I need to get over 500 at some point. So if I want to play the percentages, I'm just going to take all the same teams you do. So you can't possibly <laughs> gain any ground. <laughs> yeah, that's a dirty move. Do that. I wouldn't do that to you. Hey, uh, before, actually, before we do the top five, did you get snow there? Yeah, we got snow. It wasn't okay. that bad. Yeah, it really wasn't that bad here. Um, it literally you, died you, after four hours. Yeah, you guys got a bunch the other day, right? Oh, yeah, we got – it was like an all-day, quote-unquote, blizzard, as they call it here. I'm like, no, it's not. Dude, we it's got nothing here. We got nothing here. So the redacteds live in Jersey, too, probably not too far from you, uh, maybe a half hour. And I work about 20 minutes from where I live, which is about probably 45 to an hour – probably close to an hour and a half from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got kind of – like, there was snow everywhere. We got nothing at work, and we got nothing at home either. Like, we got, like, literally a half hour of, like, very tiny flurries that didn't stick at work. And I don't think it even snowed it, uh, where I live. I'm lucky. Um, yeah, yeah, we got hit pretty pretty good for the city. But again, compared to you guys in Philly who get snow, your snow is way worse than. Uh, yeah, we South got Jersey. crushed. We got it, snow on snowed on last year pretty bad twice. We didn't really say it was the opposite. So yeah, from for me saying, oh, it was really bad. No, it really wasn't compared to so, in the past or any other place. So the saving grace for me is having moved. I live closer to my job now. Before it was about a 40 minute drive to work, 45 ish if I'm coming from her house or her parents' house. Um, there was one day I, I went to work and it hadn't begun snowing yet. And then it started to snow while I was at work. And we wound up closing at four. Oh no. And it was it was a nightmare getting home because they hadn't really plowed anything yet. 
had to drive like 10 miles an hour to get home. It took me like an hour and a half to get home. And then there were two other days where one day we, I think just closed all together. And then another one where we went in at like 11 or something. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of weird ones last year. We have knock on wood. We won't get much this year. Yeah. Although I've heard a few people predict that it's supposed to snow. Like we'll get snow later in the season. than like kind of like last year was when we got snow in like February. Damn it. I'm I lucked out today though. Because it snowed, I didn't have work today, so I didn't <laughs> drive in that. But it seems like it's fine to drive in. I put down uh, salt last night um, uh, on my flight. steps. And my, I have like elderly people next to me, so we did, I did theirs too. And then I shoveled it. There wasn't much this morning, so I shoveled their stuff and I shoveled mine. And I shoveled my other neighbor too. Um, and there wasn't much out there. Our cars are fine. The sun will take care of it too. Yeah, I think it's already doing that. When we're finished, I'm probably going to take the dogs out back because it's not cold. Mm-hmm. So I might let them run around in the snow for a little bit. Benny's going to hit the snow. Hazel's first snow. Her first time going outside. Oh. Benny Benny was uh, in paradise last year in the snow. <laughs> we took him out back at my parents' house. They have like a ramp and then a whole, a whole backyard. Yeah. He was in paradise. He was running around. He was playing around. We took an Instagram photo for him. <laughs> the popular uh, Benny the Cav. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking food. I'm thinking it too. I just got, I don't, did you have breakfast today already? Nah, unfortunately not. But I did see that you did. And I was like, yeah. oh, she made a good breakfast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she made a good mess. Um, so she's doing virtual right now because the, everybody at her school has the, everything going on right now, apparently. Oh, Jesus. So she's virtual, which worked out because I got up, did the shoveling and then I made breakfast. And by the time I was done making it, she was done the class. Had about an hour between her next class and then right around the time we hopped on is when she started uh, her next class. We had enough time to eat breakfast in between. So oh, I'm actually, cool. I'm fully immersed in the the breakfast food top five because I have uh, some recent experience. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we have a top five breakfast foods. Uh, it's like meals. So it's not like, you know, eggs are essential in my top five. Uh, poop. I actually did the... Uh, Oh, I did specific. <laughs> you did exactly what we said we weren't going to do. <laughs> um, I I can change things on the fly here. All right. Well, I'll go for it. You want to do five, five, four, four, or you want to do my top five and then your top five. So did you do locations and foods? I did location for one of them. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead and change one of mine then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to drop this and i'm gonna okay i got an idea all right i'm good i just had to make three quick changes i'm good you want me to start or do you want to start uh i can start okay uh and we're doing just top like i'm doing my top five then you top five right uh, we can do five five one uh th- five right. for one uh, this is probably like cringy for the listeners like oh my god just go all right here we go ladies and gentlemen number five for me <laughs> is cereal and of all cereal it's like honeycomb, tricks, and fruity pebbles, maybe cookie crisp, and maybe rice krispies. But cereal would be like a generic, basic number five for me for breakfast. So I'm trying really hard to find the name of the uh, the knockoff that they sell at the supermarket that I just bought yesterday. Scrunchy. My number five. <laughs> so my number five is actually going to be Apple Jacks Ooh. specific cereal. So 
I love it. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it in like probably five years, but I went to the supermarket yesterday with my girlfriend uh-huh. and we grabbed, we grabbed some like dinner for last night and then we grabbed some other stuff. Um, we grabbed like four boxes of cereal, but we grabbed three of them were the generic Weiss brand. And then she got uh, like crunch berries or whatever. So I got the generic Applejack thing and it's like apple cinnamon toasted oats or something like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of exactly. like the, like the Mountain Dew is like mountain showers there. Yeah. And then they have, they have Weiss up. It's all the same stuff. I actually had a bowl of apple cinnamon toasted oats last night. And it was like $2 phenomenal. cheaper. Oh my God. It was like a dollar 39 for the box. I was like, yeah, I'm not saying no to that. It's the same thing. Even if it weren't the same thing, it's been so long since I've had any of these that I wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah. Right. So Apple Jacks is number five for me. I, I, it's a, a classic. I know it's not healthy, but it's a classic for me. Oh yeah. I haven't had Apple Jacks years. It's the point. Now, let I me ask you, um, <laughs> is that the only, so I don't, I'm not going to ask that, but uh, for cereal for you, can you eat it with milk or without milk or like, do you mind like just grabbing a handful and just eating them that way? Or, or do you I always do have both. that with milk? Yeah. I can do both. Like Apple Jacks back in the day, Ooh. Uh, fruity fruit loops, Fruit loops and are solid too. Honeycombs. I can just grab Ooh. or cookie crisp. Yeah. I can just well, cookie grab. crisp is basically a snack. Yeah. I mean they're all snacks, but um, I can grab and just eat dry. What was the other one? Oh, frosted Cheerios were a good one too. Damn. I was a big fan of those. They were they're very sweet. I'd probably hate them now, but those like cocoa puffs. Did you oh, drink yeah. the milk afterwards too? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. You have to. Uh, I mean, if you don't, you're pretty much a, a you're child predator. You killed a cow for no reason. You didn't really kill the cow, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you killed a cow for no reason. And you're really not a child predator. I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, a child predator. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger throws his milk away. Holy shit. Whoops. You and your love for uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you're going to miss him when he retires. Uh, no, I won't. I'll forget he existed. <laughs> we'll just go on to the next rapist. We'll just talk about the Sean Watson instead. Oh, Jesus. The, All what, right. The next eagle? Yeah, okay. Number four. <laughs> Number four, uh, Mr. Podcast. Mr. Podcast. Uh, number four for me is a uh, breakfast burrito, homemade, by the way. Get your uh, flour or corn tortilla. You know, put it on the uh, the pan, both sides. Heat it up real quick. Ba ba ba. Get some scrambled eggs, some crispy bacon, uh, whatever flavored cheese you want, shredded or not, and a little bit of sausage. Wrap that bitch up. A little bit of hot sauce. A little bit of, you know, Cholula, and boom, breakfast is served. Hash brown, optional. No, mandatory. Um, <laughs> so you uh, you copied my whole expletive flow because Whoa. my number four was going to be a breakfast wrap, which I guess is a white person <laughs> version. Um, nice. So you can make it a burrito and it, to this, the sides won't fall out and stuff. Okay. But the way I've thought about it, because I think that's probably the way to go, but breakfast wrap was just like basically making a taco. Um, yeah. A little bit of cheese. Um if you get the, the tortilla warm enough, the cheese will melt on the tortilla and on the cheese. I'm sorry, and on the eggs. I usually crumble up some bacon. Um, if there's space, I'll throw a uh, uh, like ash brown in there. But I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Just oh, all yeah, this stuff. Too. Same stuff you would normally do on a bacon egg and cheese, just thrown in a, in a wrap. I don't even get ha- uh, hash browns. I get the uh, tater tots, frozen tater oh, that's, tots. That's a good call. Microwave that thing and then mash up and then throw it in there and mix up. Ooh. There's that is class. So I'm a big fan of shredded potatoes. That is uh, home fries. But, but yeah, home fries. So that's a big thing right now. I think the millennials are messing this up. Those are not hash browns. Those are home fries. Oh, yeah. Hash browns are the, the long johns that yes. you get at like McDonald's. Yes. Um, 
I actually just made them today for the first time. I have the frozen ones. I didn't make them myself, but they're the first time I've ever made them in my oven. They're phenomenal, dude. Uh, I have some in my in my uh, oh, yeah. Fred, uh, freezer. Oh yeah, good call. They're they're phenomenal. They take fifteen minutes to make. If that. Yeah. Um. All right. Number three for me, uh, McDonald's, and specifically, <laughs> specifically, the sausage egg McGriddle. That is oh, me. phenomenal. Include hash brown. This is, I believe, this is the exact same breakfast for our friend of the show, Devonte Smith. For every home game, he needs to go to McDonald's and order right. two of these. Like it's a standard. I had it, phenomenal. Chad Johnson diet. Um, so number three for me. Excuse me. What? Did you just broke news on the on the podcast? Chad no, he didn't die. No, I said that's the Chad Johnson diet. Oh, I thought he said he died and then no, he, he just kept die. going. All right, number no, three. Le- no, legends never die. He used to eat McDonald's like twice a day. And he oh, would yeah. still burn fools on the on the football field. He tweeted about it when uh Devontae Smith came out with his uh his McDonald's breakfast. Oh stuff. really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So number three for me is actually gonna also be McDonald's. We have the same um, list. Similar. So um in particular, the thing they don't have anymore is the bacon, egg, and cheese. Their bagels were really, really, really oh, soft. Really? Yeah, their bagels were really soft. Bacon, egg, and cheese, McGriddle. Now, this is something you can't really have more than once a quarter because these things will kill you. But I had a bacon, egg, and cheese. Ironically, or coincidentally, last year during one of the snow days from work, I actually got up and went to McDonald's and got the breakfast. I get a bacon, egg, and cheese. So they don't have the bagels anymore, so I have to get the McGriddle, get a hash brown, or get a, um, yeah, get a, a hash brown and then get the other uh, sweet tea because I don't do orange juice or coffee or any of that crap. What? Um, orange juice is fine. I just don't like it with breakfast. I can drink it on its own, like at a different time. Wow. I'm stunned right now. If we do top five juices, it's not number one. Apple is. Um, well, yeah, but is it in your top five? We'll get to that. I probably not. <laughs> um, but the, um, the bacon, egg and cheese bagels there. Cause they had this like some sort of spread on there. It was, it was kind of buttery, but not super buttery. Very yeah. good. Their bacon is very bland, but the, the bagels were so soft that I couldn't get over it. So that's my number three. That's a good choice. Thank you. Uh, number two, French toast. And home fries if I'm out and about. I am a French toast guy. I do like pancakes. I do like waffles. But if I had to pick out of the three, French toast at the top of the list. And that's so, it. Pa- Pancakes and waffles kind of fell off my list. Um, French Ooh. toast is, is a power one. I don't know how to make it, though. Um, you have to get it out. You just throw it in an egg and you throw it in a pan, right? Don't just too- respect the art of making French toast. It's, it's too messy for me. I just prefer regular toast. What the hell toast. did you say? I love American toast. I was throwing it in the toast. Oh, my goodness. So I, when I was a kid, I thought French toast was just like the, the proper name for toast. So I was like, oh, I've had French toast a million times. <laughs> I think like, oh, what's so cool about French toast? Why is everybody so happy about it? Also, I realized regular French toast, toast crunch like, cereal. I forgot that. That is the best cereal of all time. Dude, that I, I can was, eat dry. I was Googling to find my cereal and they actually have an apple pie toast crunch. Oh my goodness. They're coming out with way too many. Um, so pancakes and waffles fell off my list, uh, particularly okay. chocolate chip waffles and pancakes with the with the peanut butter chips in them. Like they look like chocolate what? chips, but they're so they make these, they're Reese's. They um they look like chocolate chips, but they're peanut butter. Holy I used to put shit. them in my waffles. So that those are my two honorable mentions. Uh, number two for me is a thing is a specifically to a one place. That was a horribly put together sentence. Um, but the Marvis, 
Uh, there's a place in Wildwood in the crest called Marvis Diner. Okay. And they have the Marvis Heaven and they have the Marvis Hell. I go for the Marvis Hell. I have to pull up the picture of what's in it. So it's basically a scramble. Um, it's basically a full order of home fries. Um, uh, like, a, like, a, like a two-egg omelet. Um, jalapenos. Diced up ham. Uh, diced up bacon. Uh, cheese, like a cheddar hollandaise. And... Um, and eggs, oh and then you can get goodness. sriracha sauce on it. And they have a, I don't know if it's homemade or if it's like a regional sriracha sauce. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, this is like the greatest thing I've ever eaten. And I've tried to make it at home and it's not the same, but it's, <laughs> dude, this thing is like legit. The both of us split one the last time we went. So the first time we went, really? she got these massive uh, Nutella pancakes or uh, it might have been Nutella French toast. Um, oh. And I got, um, yeah, it looks like French toast. It was Nutella, banana, French toast. And I got uh, the Marvis Hell. And it was so big that the next time we went there, we just got one Marvis Hell to split between us. And it was phenomenal, dude. It's a breakfast scramble, but it's so beautiful looking and it's so delicious. And it's perfect. And it's filling. And it's hot. Jesus. Wow, that's pretty good. That Best thing ever. Good. It should be my number one, but it's not. Uh, my number one is... Also dedicated to a specific location. Unfortunately, I do not remember it because I haven't been there <laughs> since I got COVID. And then probably well, that wasn't weeks. that long ago. But no, also uh, add another two weeks on top of that. Probably like oh, okay. mm, right before Thanksgiving is the last time I had it. And I went there. It's not a spot I go to frequently. It's ever since I met Brickell. She showed me the spot. And then I would go there like once a week. But then mid-November, I stopped. Thanksgiving happened, December happened, COVID happened, and here I am, and I completely forgot the location. I know where it is. I just don't know the name, but this place has a French toast bagel, and you can make it into a sandwich. So it's a hot French toast bagel. Interesting. Sausage, egg, bacon, leave the cheese, throw a little bit of Cholula on there, home fries to die for. It is spectacular. It is Basically, the grown man version of the McDonald's sausage egg McGriddle. Just it sounds like a phenomenal. whole lot of stuff. It is yep. a lot of stuff. It's packed. It's reasonably priced. It, it's only twenty four ninety nine. Not even close. But yeah, it is amazing. That is my all time greatness. That's a strong one. Um, my number one is a homemade bacon, mm. egg, and cheese on an everything bagel. With a hash brown. Can't go that, wrong. That is now, phenomenal. Now, it's up to you if you want to have home fries on the side or if you just want to stick with the one source of potato. Uh-huh. It's an awful lot of carbs for you keto people out there. But <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese on an everything bagel toasted. Not super toasted. Doesn't need to burn. Right. Just throw it on a bagel. So what I do, um, not that anybody really cares, but a little bit of creamy sriracha sauce on the base. So the bottom bagel. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, um, to, uh, I forget what, I think it's Tabasco, uh, Tabasco ketchup. Uh, some sort of a spicy ketchup on the top. Ram it all together, cut it in half, eat it, let it all fall out, dogs will eat the rest. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not for here. Bacon, egg, and cheese is, uh, is my, my favorite breakfast thing. You can get like a sizzling from one. We get a Dunkin' one where the bagels are hard as a rock. You can get one out. I prefer a homemade one because it takes me 10 minutes easy cleanup and there's very rarely anything left that is a respectable top list that we have right there 
I think that's a strong one. We don't really disagree with anything on there either. Nah, not at all. I mean, yeah, not at all. Especially the way you disrespect the basic French toast like that. It's pretty. I just dip in an egg and put some cinnamon and throw it in a skillet. This, this fucking guy. It's basically a, a a grilled cheese, but just morning time. I see what you're doing. You're getting me uh, warmed up for my gripe. I see. I see yeah, I, I need you to get pissed off. <laughs> uh, but before that, uh, we we would be remiss if we don't mention that during our second, our last episode of the year of 2021, and last episode of this last past episode, we forgot to mention that after John Madden passed, Dan Reeves, I believe, also passed. Yeah, for football. But then the great. 99-year-old. Some say 100-year-old. She was so close. She was so close. Betty White also passed away right before the new year. What the fuck? Yeah. What a loss. So uh, thoughts and prayers with the Betty White family, friends. Yeah. And uh, tragic loss, but... Did, did she go on New Year's Eve? I think she did. Uh, yeah, she was. Because I'm new pretty year's sure I was, I was making meatballs and redacted text to the group chat and said that uh, Betty White passed away. I was making something that was near the oven. Yeah. And I remember reading it. I still remember where I was. I was in the uh, <laughs> I was in the kitchen when it was going on. So I think Redacted was actually the one that broke the news. And then you broke the news to me. Yeah. And you just did it. Betty White died. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse yeah. me? I saw a tweet and it was actually, it was one of those like tweets where people were like being intentionally uh, ignorant, but like uh-huh. in a funny way. Not like Betty White's a, a cunt. No, like they were being oh, funny. Shit. Um it was like it was a video of May Young getting a powerbomb through a table <laughs> by and, uh, the Dudley boys. Probably, yeah, probably Ray Dudley. And somebody was like, "Wow, she would have lived longer if she wasn't getting powerbomb through tables." <laughs> and the comments were so mad; they were like, "That's not Fanny White." Oh my like, idiots! <laughs> it was so funny. The person knew that what they were doing, but yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. That's called comedy, and people yeah. just took it literally. That's called internet irony. Yeah, right. Um, I saw one that was like. Should we be terrified that Betty White was like, nah, I'm good, and just said, I'll just go right now, right before yeah. 2022? Before the Omarion gets to her. Yeah. But uh, rest in peace, uh, Betty White. Yeah. Also, pod. yes. Um, in the time that has passed since our last episode and this one, we have also reached the now, what, three-year anniversary Yes. of not the double doing from WrestleMania 9, <laughs> the double doing from the Eagles and Bears, um, the wild card round playoff game in two thousand early two thousand nineteen. Joel, do you remember where you were when this happened? I do not, but I remember my reaction. I'm like, they fucking lost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and when I mean that, I thought the Eagles fucking lost, and because and then I saw the uh, the football hit on the floor. I'm like, did that go out or in? It was so and, tough to tell. And yeah, that's why I was like, oh, they fucking lost. Saw the, the football hit down in the middle. I'm like, did that go in or out? And then I saw the mascot of the Bears just flop over. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And then you hear, I forget who it was on commentary, but all I heard was the double doink. Yeah, it was Tom's I'm, like, yeah, I'm like, wait, he, like, he lost. The Bears season just lost on a double doink. And then you see Nagy on the sideline. Yeah, just yeah, he looked befuddled. He's like, I'm never gonna be over 500 again. Um, uh, I have a you? couple of things. So I was actually in my bedroom. I watched that entire game in my room with your niece. I was wearing my Fletcher Cox jersey. We had the uh, so 
there's actually video of me. She recorded me during the fourth down play where Nick Foles hit golden tape for the touchdown. Yeah. And she recorded my reaction to that. Um, so the, that was a pretty decent game. It was a nice defensive battle. Yeah. Um, the bears go down the field. They score Eagles are down on what, what was it? 17, 15 or something like that. It was something weird. Something. Yeah. I think the Eagles won like 15, 12 or something. It's something weird. I think it was 17, 15 Eagles. Um, 17, 15. Something like that. Yeah. Um, no, actually. It was. 16, 14. 16, 14, maybe. Um, 16, uh, whatever it was. Yeah. They um they win the game on this just freak. Is it the second that they called the timeout and Parky made the first field goal? I turned around and I said he's gonna miss the second one. <laughs> I didn't believe it when I said it, but I said it because that's always what happens is they they miss the first one. And then they cash the second one or they nail the first one and they shank the second one. And it, it was just, I was in awe. I was like, they're really going to do this again because it felt like another, it was 16, 15 Eagles. I was like, they're really going to do this again. Foles just went right down the field. Bing, bang, boom. Um, also for what it's worth, another takeaway that I had from that game. Yeah. After they scored that touchdown where Golden Tate scored, it like did his only highlight as an Eagle. The and, only um, Like legit. When they had, when they did the fake Philly special for the two point conversion, I think it was either Smallwood or Clement was the running back. They had the running back in the backfield. Foles did the, and then they faked the Philly special. Yeah. And instead of having the, you know, the reverse throw, um, the running back, it's so windy here. The running back tried to jump over the pile. I swore he broke the plane. I don't and if you watch the, if you watch the replay, I'm positive he broke the plane and they said he didn't. So the double dunk would have been irrelevant at that point because they probably would have gone to overtime anyway. Yeah. But I, I thought for certain he broke that plane. I still believe it to this day. If they had if they had uh given him that touchdown or you know the two points, whatever, Cody Parkey would probably still have his confidence and probably be in the league. I mean, he probably still is in the league, but he would have nailed the field goal and they probably it, who knows what happens in overtime because that was a pretty yeah. well balanced game. But and but also, like, he wouldn't be a joke, and he was got a he lot was, of death threats. He was good game. before that. Like, he was pretty he consistent. He was an eagle. Yeah, he was good here. He was a pro bowler. I'm almost positive he was a pro bowler with Miami. Um, he was good with the Miami and the Browns. He just bounced around. I don't know if he's still in the league, but he he bounced around. He was fine here. He he's set the record man. for most points by a, a rookie with uh, his 2014 Eagles tenure. And then he got yeah. hurt, and then we brought in Jake Elliott, and then the rest. Yeah, we brought in history. Sturgis first, and then Sturgis uh, got hurt, which was a, a saving grace because Elliott was great in 2017. I mean, the Giants game where he got hoisted off. <laughs> I don't think they win that Super Bowl without Jake Elliott. Oh yeah, for sure. I know that sounds silly, but the they don't win the Super Bowl if Jake Elliott's not on the team that year. Well, I mean, New England doesn't win this. No, not New England. Isn't New England? Well, yeah, New England and Indianapolis. They wouldn't win most of the games without the kickers. Vinatieri yeah, and, and, and uh, Goskowski. Yeah. Um, so what prompted this is just because it was the anniversary or did you watch the YouTube video that accompanied it? Oh, I watched, it was the anniversary, but also Barstool Philly. They threw it off there. So then I threw it on the uh, Instagram for the turn pot and I'm like, greatness, but I still haven't watched the actual, uh, game yet. I do have it in my uh, YouTube queue though. Yeah, it's on there. So there's actually, it's called the double doink actually deserves a deep rewind. It's from secret base. 280,000 views and it came out. I'm almost positive pretty recently. And that's what actually reminded me that the double doink was recent because I, I saw it and I was like, Oh, that's right. That happened like three years ago. So I watched that entire video. It's like 15 minutes. 
I watched it in bed the other night and I was like, first of all, this is extremely well done. <laughs> it's not like a documentary, it's just a, a YouTube page, but it was so well done. And it, I was so interested the whole time mm-hmm. that I it definitely warranted a, uh, a callback on the pod. <sighs> the double wing. And, they, and now Nick Foles is on the enemy team. Yeah. Right. How funny things work. How things if you, work. If out. they can't beat you, join them. Yeah. Right. But then also uh, Alshon Jeffrey alligator armed the next game <laughs> with uh, yeah. the Saints. We could have kept going. That's the Do thing. Do you think they win that game yeah. if he doesn't drop that pass? Dude, they were driving. What were they? They were down three, right? Let's say they were down three. I think they were down three. At the very least, they tie it. They were driving, though. Ertz and had a couple catches on that drive. I think Ertz um, was the last catch. I think he was. He might have been the last. You know, and it was, was crazy. Short. So, yeah. So I actually watched that game on YouTube. It was 20 to 14. So the Eagles actually would have had to score a touchdown. Um, would have won. So, I was watching that game on YouTube during uh, the shutdown last year because I was pretty much relegated to watching old games because there was no live sports. And I was watching it, watching, watching it. It was a good game. And when the drop happened, it kind of just happened. It wasn't like this big drive that led to this big culmination. It was just like play, 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 play. Oh, we intercepted it. Like it just happened. It wasn't even like, oh, this is a big play coming here. And now Sean drops. It was just like, here's a play, here's a play, here's a play. Oh, snap. It's over. And they lost. Dude, they started that game so hot too. They go deep on the, was it the third play? They go deep to uh, Jordan Matthews. Damn. Jordan After, Matthews. Well, the f- first play of the entire game gets picked off by Craven on the block. Breeze tried to go deep for, uh, who was he going deep for? Ted Michael Ginn. Thomas? Ah. It was Ted Ginn. And then they go a couple times, they convert. Boom. Deep shot, Jordan Matthews. The safety just kind of stay, doesn't stay deep. Foles hits him deep. He actually almost got sacked on that play. Um, and then they come out the next drive. Foles jumps over the pile. It's 14 nothing. good guys. And you're like, bro, they're gonna win this stupid game. And then from that point forward, they they just fell apart. I do you remember where you were when that happened? No, I do not. I, I was turning left. Remember. I was turning left off the boulevard onto Tyson Avenue. <laughs> on the um, radio. I was playing it on my phone ah. on the Fox app. And ah. people spoiled it for me because I was like 30 seconds behind. So a couple of my friends texted me like <laughs> expletive, and I was like, oh great. And then two <laughs> seconds later, Alshon drops it. Oh fuck. So that, that ruined it for me, but I was driving home because your uh, your niece was going over her sister's house to sleep mm-hmm. over because the next day was her first day, I believe, back from school or something like that. Ah, she was teaching. So I remember saying these words: "He fucking dropped it." <laughs> I remember that when I was probably like this, this this motherfucker. It's probably the first thing I said. <laughs> and then I remember, I think it was Ertz was the last one, and he was short by like a yard or something. I forget how the order was but i remember those two moments Ertz caught it but was short and then alison dropped it i might be able oh, to find a log for the game reception. yeah that was a that was a tough one but i knew that if it kept going we would have won that game I, they that were driving man game. they were just they, the craziest they did nothing up until that end and then that was it false uh, magic So they had Foles incomplete to Golden Tate, Foles over the middle to Zach Ertz for 16, Foles incomplete to Zach Ertz, Darren Sproles, no gain, Foles short, intercepted off of Alshon Jeffrey. So they only had four plays on that drive, five plays on that drive. But that was it. Jesus. Oh, man. Is it time? No way. Is it time for the 
I'll this make is it good. A, make it one good. of our first ones. It's been a while since we've done this, but uh, Joel. <sighs> yes. I just got one question for you. What is it? What's your gripe? I'm going to sit back and listen. <laughs> My guy. My gripe is how does uh, a professional basketball player sign a good amount of money, $2 million or so, let's say, to re-sign with a team, be in the starting lineup of a playoff contending team, needing help, and your primary goal is being a shooter, a shooter. And in the past, you were a two-time minimum, at best, two-time NBA champion. With the Lakers, I believe, and the Toronto Raptors. And the Spurs. And the Spurs. So you're a three-time champion at best, minimum. You're a three-point specialist. Yet, on this Philadelphia Sixers team, you have continued to be absolutely trash. I mean, if you don't know who this is, let me go a little bit further. The one playoff run. Ben Simmons, yes, redacted, number two five, had a playoff game where he scored a measly one point, and he was called Benny One Point. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new nickname in Philadelphia on the same team and their teammates, even though one doesn't play. This is Danny Zero Point Poppy out here. Yes, one Daniel Richard Green Jr., every bit of 34 years old is trifling on this court. He should be, and this is a joke, he should be shot, killed, and maimed because, my goodness, this man is an abomination. Zero-point performance the other night. And, Rob, this was against the King Magic. Not the Warriors, not the Lakers, not the Celtics, not the Mavs, certainly not the Nets. This was the Orlando Magic. You played 23 minutes as a starter. <laughs> and you came with zero points. And that's not the first time. It happened back in December against the Memphis Grizzlies. You played 17 minutes. You started that game. You ended with zero points. You were trifling. And Rob, in between that, December 13th and January 5th, there has been a total of five games that he played. Tell me, how many games has he scored more than... Let's say this. How many games has he scored double digits? And there were one, two, three, four games in that span. Zero. Ding! Correct. He is... That's why he is Danny Zero Point Poppy. Even in the four games he's played, he continues to put up zero double-digit points. Against the Heat, on the 15th, 28 minutes, nine points. Against the Nets, 40 minutes, eight points. So he played 12 minutes more than the previous game, scored one less point. He is regressing ever so slowly. Against the Celtics next game, 40 minutes. Exact result, eight points again. And then on January 3rd, against the Rockets, where Pop That Court got a double-double. Tobias Bum Harris got a triple-double for the first time in his career. And our King MVP'd got a triple-double. This idiot 
24 points, six points right before his performance against the Magic where he dropped zero points. Danny Green should not be a starter on this Philadelphia Sixers team. He is trifling out there. Trifling. He scored, you and I scored as much points that Danny Green did in Orlando. Eddie White had the same number of points that night. Exactly. This is craziness. I'm done with Danny Green. If you throw Danny Green or the field to score more points, I'd put the field. If you tell me that the referee can score more points than Danny Green on this night, I'd put money on the referee. Danny Green is trash. My gripe is Danny Green should be traded along with Tobias Harris and 2-5. Get out of Philly. Give me somebody else. Anybody else at this point. Trifling. Give me Kevin Love. Give me uh, Mike Miller out of the retirement home. I'm done with Mike Miller. And I'm done with Danny Green. Danny, zero point poppy. I rest my case. His decline has been uh, pretty rapid. Because he was good last year. And he was good the year before. And he was good the year before that. Um, so I have here. So I actually thought that was going to be about Tobias Harris. I didn't realize it was going to be about Danny Green. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was actually going to be a Tobias Harris rank because he's been trash for the last year and a half. Um, he's been consistently trash. Yeah, Danny Green also, by the way, I, a couple days after criticizing the fans again for booing Tobias Harris because he's sick or because he sucks, uh, Danny Green had the gall to say, you know, Sixers fans are rude. That performance was rude. I, I'm I'm <laughs> thinking he might be the new um, double agent. Considering he got traded for Horford Oof. and Horford was a double agent, I wonder if uh, if Danny Green is here just to sabotage the team. The same way Horford was. I would have put it past it. He's been terrible this year, man. It's an understatement. And he he was fine last year. And he was whatever. So I actually have here, this is courtesy of StatMuse. I had a feeling this was going to come up tonight. So I have the NBA all cardio team. <laughs> this is uh, the, the five players with the most minutes in a game where they had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, and zero. Um, he had, well, he had a foul. Um, but no points, rebounds. Yeah, no points, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks in a single game. Um, and probably no turnovers, too. There's six zeros here. Man, so most men... You need to have the ball in his hand to have a turnover. This guy's there. trash out there. Um, so no points in a game. These are the most minutes played in those games. So um, Andre Robertson with the Oklahoma City Thunder, 22 minutes. Jesus. Um, Glenn Rice, 24 minutes. Danny Green, 24 minutes. Former Sixer Hollis Thompson, 25 minutes in a game. And the all-time, the GOAT, the GOAT, the greatest of all time of cardio games in a whopping 28 minutes just a few years ago, Tony Snell. Um, I mistakenly called this a Portis, the zero game. Um, it was actually Tony Snell. So I, I made a, I made a boo-boo on the last episode. I called this the Bobby Portis uh, yes. uh, award. It's actually the Tony Snell award. <laughs> which is insane. Um, and on December 1st this year, honorable mention, Duncan Robinson. He was 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 6 on threes, two fouls, a minus 17 to 20 minutes. So he just missed the list. Um, Danny Green, by the way, had one foul and was a minus 13. They won that game. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. Uh, but they won it pretty handily. 
the magic game? Well, like they the, at the end, it was pretty easy. They won by like ten. Yeah, um, this is the magic. They should be blowing this team out. They should. Uh, let's dive in real quick to the numbers. Um, Joel, the process, Embiid, the greatest sixer of our lifetime. Thirty-one yes. points, five rebounds, four assists. Uh, Tobias Harris, Casper the Friendly Ghost, he came out to play again. 22 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Seth Curry had a double-double, almost had a triple-double. Um, 27 and 12. And then Pop the Cork, in honor of the episode, 20 points. He took a lot of shots. He was good in the second half, but he took a lot of shots. He took 16 shots, but he scored 20 points, and they need guys to get buckets. So I kind of don't care how many times Curry and Cork must shoot, yeah. as long as they're getting something, because they need production somewhere. Um, especially Maxie's on the uh, the COVID list, I believe. So they're kind yeah. of playing with a short deck as if they haven't already been playing all year. But nice to see Embiid, you know, continue to do his thing. Only five five rebounds is pretty sad, though. I actually had him getting a double-double. It was minus money, but I had him get a double-double the other night. I didn't see the game either, so I don't know. Oh, we were recording that night. Yeah. So I don't know how he looked sluggishly. I know Drummond got some minutes in there, too. Drummond's been good. So I don't know if Embiid's cardio was out there or he wasn't in it or well Danny Green was doing enough cardio for the entire team this fucking guy um (laughs) my biggest takeaway yeah I'm sorry to cut you off but my biggest takeaway the last few games Kate Scott has been on the everything going on right now list the Sixers play-by-play announcer the new one and I believe Allah Abdenabi is also on that list so they've been running with Tom McGinnis and Mark Jackson and they are phenomenal dude really not not the not the ESPN Mark Jackson the former backup Ah. center for the Sixers Mark Jackson well, that's uh, Mark, Mark with a C. Dude, they're phenomenal. Tom McGinnis is great. He used to do solo. Well, he does still he does. do solo on the radio. And he's, if anybody deserves everything prosperous about this team, it's him. Yeah. And then Mark Jackson, <laughs> Mark Jackson, when he was doing the Nets game, when Embiid was doing the jawing with Durant, was like uh-huh. so fired up. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. He's like, we want all the smoke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Dude, you need I think sometimes even though your your home announcers are always going to be homers, I think you need people that also love the team. And um Zoom yeah. off loved the Sixers. McGinnis loves the Sixers. Allah uh, maybe likes the Sixers. Kate Scott's like a Jersey person or whatever, New York person. She's a soccer uh, girl. Is I don't she? know if she loves the Sixers, yeah. We'll see her at the union. Yeah, she um she did yeah, go to uh, her, by the way. She used to do women's um US national team. Yeah, we need to go to a union game. Preferably without their entire team out with COVID in the playoffs, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I no. probably would have gone to that game had it not been my anniversary. I would have went if I had thought about it soon enough and I would have got it off. Yeah. There were two different games that day I almost went to. The Jets-Eagles game and then the, uh, the union playoff game. And we decided oh. to go to Peddler's Village instead. <laughs> Just as nice. There you go. Um, so the Sixers host the Spurs. That is, I believe, tonight. Tonight at 7. Sixers are touchdown favorites, minus seven and a half, minus yep. 295 on the money line. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and look at Derek White's over. Uh, is he on here? DeJounte Murray over 19 and a half is a layup. Derek White is out. Oh, he is. I have the right, injury so, report list here. Okay, can anybody on the Spurs dribble besides DeJounte Murray? Well, I don't know nothing about the Spurs. <laughs> Who is Kieda Bates-Diop? I'm going to take his over. Um, yep. Give me the Tobias under for this game. Which is under twenty and a half. Give me the Dejounte Murray over at nineteen and a half, mm. and first bucket and beat. I like Let's that. See. I like that. Let's see what that'll do for me. Here's your injury report for the Sixers, though. B-ball read out. Really? Oh, he's got COVID, right? 
He just says he's out. I don't know. I think he's on the uh, the he's in the protocol. Him and Maxi. Jaden Springer out. Also in the protocol. I Isaiah Joe is day to day. Shake Milton is out. Who the hell's playing point guard tonight? Danny Green is day to day as of today. <laughs> what he hurt his knees running the other night? <laughs> this fucking guy. His feelings are hurt probably. Yeah, I guess. Maybe he'll be out by the time he hears this podcast and me ripping him. The Sixers uh, are winners of five straight, I believe. So uh this should be good. I like this. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna see some Aaron Henry, some Charlie Brown. Uh Charlie Brown actually played a minute fifty five against uh, the uh the Kings the other night. Uh Miles Powell, see if he gets some run. So I, I'm gonna say there are no props up for him, but give me whatever Niang's over is. Give me give me the cork miles under. I believe it's at like 12 and a half. Uh, uh, geez, what did I do? I clicked the blackjack thing on there. 14 and a half for Cork Moss feels high, especially coming off a good game. Give me the under for him. What do you like? Uh, I'll take the spread. Seven and a half. Seven and a uh, half. Okay. And Taking it or laying it? Laying it, excuse me. Okay, fair. Laying it and then uh, also money line with them. Uh, give me double double for Embiid as well. Can I bet on the other center fouling out? If it's because possible, yeah. Embiid's going to foul out whoever the center is on the Spurs. I think it's uh, Jakob Pertl. Um. And if if there's a what you call it a block, give me over two blocks for both Embiid and Drummond, and give me Drummond with six six rebounds, twenty five rebounds. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> Drummond, yeah, Drummond's a walking double double if he gets enough points. Or I'm sorry, enough minutes. Yeah, right. I'm actually gonna see if there is a block. Oh, yeah, I don't think there is. Ah, that's trash. Um. Oh, give me. Oh uh, no, I stand corrected. I, I apologize. Um. Cork, Furcon Corkman is over a half of a block, plus 370. Embiid over one and a half is plus 105, and there's nothing on here for Drummond. All right, give me the um, Embiid. Um, also, give me Embiid three-pointer. How about Tobias Harris, double-double, plus 200? I'll never touch Tobias Harris. Furcon Corkman is no double-double, minus 3,500. For me, Tobias Harris is just like redacted number 2-5. He's not even on the team. Seth Curry has been a little quiet of late. Aside from the other night, if he could start shooting more, that would be great. Uh, give me DeJounte Murray over one and a half threes, too. So that's uh, 800 props for us all to lose money on. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Tough uh, one. Safe to say we both have Sixers? Uh, they better win. I mean, that magic performance is a little suspect. Yeah. They're home, right? Sixers? Yeah, they, they are home. They'll win. I hope so. All right. But I, I will see whoever the the starting guards are for the Spurs are going to go off because the Sixers can't guard guards, especially with Maxi out and Danny Green out. Who the heck's going to play defense? What's the starting five going to be? Harris and Bede, Korkmaz. Niang. Niang and Curry, I guess. I mean, who's going to be the two guard? Isaiah Joe is out. Isaiah Joe is out. Maxi's out. Milton's out. They're going to play bully ball and just go with a three power four or three core guys, I guess. How does that Tyler Johnson uh, uh, move? Look now. So he actually just signed with somebody yesterday. I know. Um, Sucks. I didn't see who it I was. I don't know that quick. He, uh, well, 10 days. Uh, I forget where he signed. I think he went to the Raptors. Give me a Tyler Johnson jersey. <laughs> oh, he signed with the Spurs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tyler Johnson revenge game. I, hey, you know, I, en- I enjoyed it. over here. on him. I kind of, I, I was kind of hoping it would work out. I like Tyler Johnson. He's like a guy that can dribble and shoot. So I mean, that's something that yeah. they've never had is a guy that can dribble or shoot. So 
maybe they saw that they're like, oh, we don't know what this is. This is new to us, so we don't want this. We want people yeah. to stay the course. All right. Uh-oh. Well, it I, is time. I lit the candle, oh, yes, but it's not did. the only thing that's going to be hot in this room. Whoa. Rob, I believe you have a hot take. I do. What is your hot take, sir? Today's hot take is brought to you by Cholula Hot Sauce. I, put, I literally put that on everything, not Frank's. Um, <laughs> it's actually not brought to you by anybody. So this was the genesis of this take is I saw a video on Twitter and I remembered how great he was. Mm-hmm. Not just here, but in general. Okay. So, well, the best quarterback of our lifetime that played for the Eagles was Michael Vick. Yeah. Oh, you agree. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Michael, Michael Vick is the best quarterback that's been an Eagle in our lifetime. Um, in our lifetime. Now, in, in our yeah. lifetime may not be fair because you might have been around for Randall. Um, but in, in our family. I might have was, but I didn't get Let's into just say it. the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Vick's 2010 was better than any year Donovan had. Donovan's career obviously was better. Yeah. And I think the only season that, that rivals Vick's 2010 was Wentz's 2017. I'll, I'll um, give you that one. Um, I was expecting more pushback on this one. So this is not a hot take. This is a lukewarm take. But <laughs> my, Michael Vick, Michael Vick had the best season of an Eagles quarterback in the last 20 years. And and let me think. This is the first season where he was the full starter under Chip Kelly. I don't think he was actually the, the starter. So Cobb got hurt. Mm. Vick came in and lit it up. He had the, the Monday Night Massacre in Washington. That's what I was thinking. First of the, play of the game. That's that, a that flicker, right? The greatest play I've ever seen. The like one of the best throws ever. Like easily probably the, the best throw of an Eagles quarterback has paid since I was born. He the it was a play action on the on their own 20. And he just like flicked his wrist first, and first play hits, of the game. Hits Deshaun for like 68 yards in the air, and then Deshaun takes it to the house. And then they win that game 150 to like 12. And then he almost takes them all the way. He you know, the game against Green Bay in the playoffs was tough. I was hoping yeah. they would go all the way, but Michael Vick uh, as an Eagle with Chip Kelly was pretty special. The first game against Washington in the uh, the Chip Kelly era was pretty cool. Yeah. Vick was running that offense like, like he looked like totally rejuvenized. Now he was rejuvenated. He looked totally different at that point in his career. And then when he was a Jet and a, a Steeler, he was totally different too. But at that point, he was washed. But I think 2010 was the best year he ever had. He was motivated and for he, sure. He was so good. He was just so good here. Um. And I understand he's, that people dislike him for all the off the field stuff, but I think he's more than paid his debt back to society. Yeah. He still does do things for the community because of, you know, the stuff that he did, you know, 15 years ago there. Listen, Ray Lewis killed a man and nobody talks about that. Vic killed a couple of dogs. Nobody wants to crucify him. So let's relax. Ben Roethlisberger yeah. literally raped somebody and Vic is being treated like a, uh, like he was the one that started 9-11. Deshaun, Deshaun um, Watson's doing his thing. Tiger Woods and Michael Vick have received so much public outrage. And uh, the people that have done much worse have uh, have not. So, look, aside from the off the field stuff, which obviously I'm not thrilled about, yeah. Michael Vick was the most talented quarterback they've had, and had the best season of any Eagles quarterback the last 20 years. And this is, uh, I saw the tweet of a a video of Michael Vick's highlights, and I remembered how dominant he truly was in 2010. Pretty sure they beat the Colts here when the Colts had Peyton Manning that year. So, I would have put it past it. So they, they had a great season. I'm not even going to bother looking at the stats because I'm sure Wentz had better stats because it's a passing league now. But yeah, sure. even with Andy back then, who was ahead of his time with passing, Michael Vick, best quarterback of our lifetime for the Eagles. It doesn't say much considering they had you know Rodney Pete in the 90s and then they had Doug Peterson and 
uh, hoying and the, all the Detmers and, <laughs> the Detmers. you know, they had, <laughs> they had five for a little while, then they had falls and Bradford and then Sam 11 Bradford. But, and even Jalen hurts who, um, whose Jersey I'm wearing today. Hey, um, not forget Matt not, Barkley. Matt and Barkley. Aaron Murray, Aaron Murray, very briefly. Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez. He was good. He was fine. He he was exactly what Mark Sanchez had always been his entire career. Won a couple games. He lost a couple games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, if you're talking about Vic, wouldn't be in that conversation if it was like home talent, like drafted by Eagles. Like yeah. McNabb well, there's only like three Wentz. guys in that category, really. Yeah. It's Wentz, McNabb, Hurts, and Foles. I guess. Foles. That'd be interesting. Out of those. So. Foles' playoff run obviously trumps everything. <laughs> yeah. However, that was three games and he was barely no, good for. But he also had one that one that one season under Chip Kelly, I believe. Yeah. He twenty seven and three. That was when yeah. Vic got hurt. Yeah, unfortunately. I was actually talking to somebody about that this morning. The, the first Chip year is very overlooked uh, because everybody's so jaded by the two thousand fifteen year. Yeah. But the first Chip year was. You, you cannot look back at that and say it wasn't fun because that was so much fun. The first game against Washington. Yeah, and then this the snow game against Detroit. They win the division on the final day of the season, final game of the season. Foles left the field with the lead in the game against the Saints in the playoffs. The Saints just beat them. Yeah, so I mean that that season was fine, and then they went ten and six the following year, missed the playoffs, and people were pissed off about that. No, they had the same record the year they made the playoffs. It's fine, whatever. Chip didn't work out, but you can't turn look at thirteen and say it was a bad experience. Was that also the year where, for whatever reason? I didn't follow the, the the sport too well, the team too well. I'm all over the place. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the Chip Kelly era is where Jason Kelsey either started his career with the Eagles or where he elevated his play? Because after that, all I heard was Jason Kelsey as the center, and he was so, the most dominant lineman we've had since the uh, Chip Kelly era. I think Mike McGlynn was the center before Kelsey oh. under Andy Reid. I think Andy drafted Kelsey. Okay. Um, Chip's first draft pick as an Eagle. Uh, I don't know if he was really doing the picking, but the first pick that the Eagles had when Chip became coach was Lane Johnson, fourth overall in 2013. Gotcha. Um, they also drafted um, a whole bunch of, I think that was the year Ertz got drafted. Um, but uh, Kelsey was here before that. He was actually pretty putrid under Chip. And then really? when, when Doug took over, yeah, people were asking for him to get cut and traded. Oh, and then in 16, he picked it back up and then became very good again. He was okay early on. They had, um, he was the center. There was also a guy, Dallas Reynolds, I think was the center in 2012. Um, and McGlynn, I think was the center in 2010. And then obviously before that was like Hank Fraley and, um, and um, what the heck was the guy's name? It was Jamal something. Uh, well, there was another center after, um, after what's it? After Fraley. Um, It'll come to me, but Kelsey was actually pretty rough toward the end of the chip era. Mm. And then he picked it back up when Doug was drafted. For whatever reason, my memory is is because I think Chip Kelly brought in that whole fast style, but also healthy eating. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, yeah, he was coincided Kelsey getting leaner, healthier, quicker, faster. And you know, that motive of just go, go, go. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just tied it in. But okay. uh, Jamal Jackson was the starting center from 05 to 2010 for the Eagles. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. So Chip was big into you know the option offense. Um, he brought a lot of the the zone read stuff into the NFL. He brought a lot of the option routes, RPOs, things like that. Um, 
you know, he did a lot to, and uh, the sports science was also a thing and pe- people were kind of crapped on him for it, but it has been appropriated by other coaches. So, yeah, I mean, Chip brought a lot to the NFL. He did. Uh, he's still in college now, right? Yeah. UCLA. I wonder, uh, he'll, he'll be like uh, Nick Saban. He'll never come back probably. I don't think so. I don't think he has any reason to. It was, it was a worthwhile experiment and it worked early on, but then the league adjusted to it. He was not very good at making adjustments. He was very stubborn, which is why it didn't work. And he also wanted control. Um, let's move on to the, what is going on here? Our next segment, the NFL possible trades, free agency and scenarios. I know Calvin Ridley and the Falcons have now openly discussed on the mutual departure, fresh start for him. Russell Wilson might be out of there in Seattle. Rogers is out of there. Or Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll yeah. as well. One DK of Metcalf. He probably would like to be out of there. Rashard Penny, their running back in Seattle, is a unrestricted free agent. He's helping his cause right now, too. He's been pretty good the last month or so. Oh, yeah. I would like him as a backup here. Uh, but I do like our backups. That, I mean, our I think that you can get running backs off the chopping block all the time. But first, before we do that, uh, I know you have a little bit of AB news that broke. Yeah. So let's let's just kind of run through this pretty quickly because um, I don't really – I said it before, AB is a clown. So there's more information about what happened with Antonio Brown and Bruce Arians. He shared some text messages where Bruce texted him saying, Hey, we need you Sunday. This is prior to the last game. We yeah. need you Sunday. And AB was like, Hey, you know, he said, we're not resting our starters. He said, Hey, kind of banged up. My ankle's not feeling so great, but I, yeah, I'd call me or whatever. And then whatever they did on the, they talked to each other, whatever. Supposedly the night before the game, Antonio Brown invited over a, uh, an only fans girl. Uh, I don't know her name, but I, I'm not going to dignify her with a name drop. Yeah. But uh, this this girl went viral in 2020 for licking a, uh, a toilet, apparently a toilet seat. Oh. So he invited her over, and apparently they had some like raunchy stuff going on in the hotel room. And then he told her, "Watch what I do tomorrow," which is the night before he started off the field. Uh, and then a day or a day or two later, I'm not going to say her name. She claimed AB smuggled her into the hotel room, posted on Instagram her story. Hey, um. A picture of a positive everything going on right now test and she tagged the Buccaneers and told them to test the team. team so so I'm guessing Antonio might have the everything going on right now as well so this is a big mess and since then he has uh, officially been released last night and uh, yeah. I got Madden yesterday and he's actually already a free agent at Madden so really Madden's not messing around either <laughs> so that's what I got on Brown um, Bruce Arians has his side of the story Brown has his somewhere between them lies the truth Will we ever find out what the truth is? Probably not. I mean, well, maybe uh, his Netflix special that he's so uh, passionate about. Well, this will come out as well because he did maybe. say that that when he left that game, he was picked up by, I don't know, I guess a producer or somebody that does music with him. Yeah. And the producer in the back was like, yo, talk to them, maybe. And then he was on the phone. He's like, yo, this is going to be on the Netflix special as well. So Whatever. this was all part of the plan. So I think he's in it for himself. He's a clown, yeah. just like you said. We don't need to dive in any more mm. than we need to already. I'm, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to ask ones? one question. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to ask one quick question. It can be yes or no. Um, will Antonio Brown play in the NFL again? Yes. I don't think so. I think this is actually it for him. Nah. I don't he looked so. okay. I, th- I still think he's over. It's over. Nobody's going to sign him. The only team I could see doing is the Chiefs, and I don't think he wants to go there. Nah, Chiefs no. Andy Reid does not want that headache. Or if, uh, if anybody can handle it, it's him or Tomlin. Tomlin's not taking him back. 
<laughs> Fuck no, no way. Uh, maybe uh, L.A. The Rams. They're like, Who you knows? know what? Bring in everybody. Too many egos. All right. Um, so do you want to just kind of read off some of the potential free agents or potential trade targets? And we can um, kind of diagnose if we think they're going to get moved. We don't have to go too deep because I think we'll do a lot of this during the offseason as well. Yeah. But this is an interesting topic I thought you came up with. Um. Yeah, well, the possible trades, this all started because of Calvin Ridley and the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. They wanted to mutually part in their agreement. Then there's a picture floating around when the Eagles went to Atlanta. Man, what a time that was. Yeah, Week one that? in the NFL. <laughs> I thought like they're going 17 and 0. <laughs> um, there's a picture of Calvin Ridley with uh, Bama boys, uh, Hertz and Smith, yep. possibly on the team. I threw the poll up on the Instagram. A whopping unanimous nine and zero by Rager was the uh, winning answer. Dealt two really over Rager, so I would like that to happen. I don't know about you. I'm sure you would as well. I'm sure you voted the Calvin Ridley to Philadelphia. Um, Russell Wilson. Where do you think he would land? Russell Wilson. Yeah. If so he do does think, move, do you think he gets moved? Do you think they fire Carroll or Carroll retires? Carroll stays the course. I don't think they would fire P. Carroll. I think we'd be one of those mutual departures, but I don't see him going to another team. I think it's either he finishes there or, you know, whatever he's done. Damn, it's tough. Do you think Wilson leaves, though? Wilson leaves. Where do you think he goes? So I've seen a couple teams come up. Obviously, the Giants came up. The Saints came up. Um, I feel like there was a third team I'm forgetting, but there was another team in there. I Um, I say the Giants. I think he if he gets a, traded, he has a capable running back with yeah, Saquon. Barely, barely for five games. Um, it, it's something. I think if he gets traded, I could see the Giants making a push for him. I think if you asked me what team he'll be on next year, I'd probably say the Seahawks, though. I just can't see him leaving. Uh, maybe, maybe even the Raiders. The Raiders maybe make a little bit more sense than the other teams. But then you got to figure out where to send Carr. If that happens, I think Carr goes to the Steelers. Yes. Carr and the Steelers. That's a perfect matchup. I feel like Carr and the Steelers makes more sense than Rodgers and the Steelers. Carr versus Burrow. Just from a Carr practicality standpoint. Me. Yeah. Oh. Just a practical wise. Like, I don't think if Rodgers goes anywhere, I don't think it'll be the Steelers. Um, Carr in New York with the Giants as well. Oh, that that would that. make sense too. Or I don't think I, none of these guys I can see on the Saints. I think the Saints are more likely to keep Jameis and draft somebody, then they are to go find another quarterback in uh, free agency or through trade, especially with the limited cap space. They have about as much cap space as the Eagles do down there. So they are, they're tough. Um, I I think if Russ gets traded anywhere, it's the Raiders, but I don't think he gets traded. I just don't see him in Seattle. I I think his play and just like, you know, I'm, I'm over it. Then again, that could be with key pair up. Pete Carroll. Like he's probably like, you know what? I didn't know the coach at this point. Do you think Russ is that kind of guy though? On the low, yeah. People say, oh, well, he transferred colleges. He was a grad transfer when he left yeah. um, NC State and went to Wisconsin. So that's different. Um, and he's never once publicly said anything. Obviously, things have come out, but there's plenty of things that have come out. Rodgers, we thought he was done with the Packers. He's still there. So, I mean, it, it's tough. It's sometimes when, he, when these rumors come out, they're just completely inaccurate. I don't think he's leaving. All right, how about this? Who's more likely to leave? Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay or Russell Wilson out of Seattle? Rodgers because they already have his replacement waiting mm. and he's also he's also publicly said things about the ownership or about the like the front office in Green Bay and I, I think he would ha- 
He would have more suitors, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, they're talking about Philadelphia. For Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> Serious. I was like, no. Well, it's a, it's a package. I think wherever he goes, Adams goes. Adam Smith and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Yep. God. I don't know. It's so, Benny! What about uh, what about Calvin Ridley? Where do you think he ends up? Because I, I don't think he'll be a Falcon anymore. I don't know about you. He will not be a Falcon. I don't think so either. I would love him to be an Eagle. Me too. But I can see him in New England. Mac Jones. I was going to say the exact same place. Or if a team maybe wants to kind of get a little creative, maybe hiring a new coach. Kellen Moore is um, is interviewing today. Doug Peterson interviewed already. Uh, Bill yeah. O'Brien interviewed. Maybe Jacksonville goes out and gets a weapon for Trevor Lawrence. Calvin How cool Ridley? would that be? That would be I a would... nice idea. I mean, he's gonna he's due for a payday, which is which definitely throws a wrench into the plans there. But or maybe Seattle goes and tries to get him for Russ and try to salvage that relationship as well. Or how? About... Or the Raiders. Or the Raiders get him because I got to replace Rugs. So I mean, his teammate Rugs. So there's a lot of play. I think there will be more suitors for Calvin Ridley than there will be for Russell Wilson. For sure. Or uh, Denver. Yeah, Denver they don't have needs enough, offense. They don't have, they have speedy receivers out there, do they? <laughs> no, but they also have. A plethora of defense. And they have Jerry Judy who played with Ridley in college. But Denver also is in in uh in a play for a quarterback because as I go down the list, Teddy Bridgewater will also mm-hmm. be a free agent. And Drew Locke so, should be a free agent. Exactly. Marcus Mariota, he'll be a free agent. You know where Patience I think Mariota he yeah. would go. You know, let's just jump right into this real quick. Do you want to read off some of the like the prominent names on this list and we just off the top of our heads pick a landing spot for them? Bet. So you have, so Joel was actually did a great job on this list, put together a lot of fr- uh, free agents coming up. Uh, we don't have to do all of them. Cause I don't know if anybody knows where um, JD McKissick is going to sign um, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Braxton Barrios aside from the Pats, I guess. Bats, but, that's it. But yeah, you did. There's a lot of interesting names here. And right. uh, why don't you kick it off. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so we're just going to guess where they're going to go next year. Yeah. Packers. Rams. Ooh. Oh, your Rams. Hold on. Where's Stafford go? Stafford, possibly Miami. Oh, Pittsburgh would be a good one for him. I don't think he wants to go back to the the, the, the cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good call. Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I'm gonna say Giants. I can see him with a run with the Jets. I, yeah, a it's a good up. transitional. He's a good transitional quarterback because he's, he's good enough to win games, but he's not that great. Um, Marcus, Marcus Saints. Mariota, Saints. Yeah, I guess. Although that's a better. little, it's a little awkward with Winston though. <laughs> Why? Because they were drafted right behind one another. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, you know, maybe Houston. Not I don't Houston think Houston would be nice. I don't think the Texans are taking a quarterback in the draft. Um, Cleveland. Okay. Marcus Marriott in Cleveland. It's a better version okay. of uh, two different, uh, two Heisman. All right. For running backs, uh, we'll just do the first three right here. Sure. Melvin Gordon. I think he's with the. He's on the Broncos, Broncos. currently. Yeah. So where does he land? Um, if he doesn't return to Denver, I think it would make sense for him to stay there. Although they do like Javante a lot. Um, Melvin Gordon, that's a great one. Uh, I think he's a du- he's a duo back. Like he's got to play with another back. I could see him going to Atlanta, maybe, but I don't think he wants to play for a crap team. 
maybe who do you think i have a, i have a weird one actually i have the patriots mm. and also the giants but if he wants to be a starter patriots i think is the word way to go but then the patriots they'd like to use whatever running back they want to feature that day yeah. remember when they had michelle and yeah the other guy, White, Burkhead, James White. And James, James White, White, yeah. And they just chose, all right, we'll just choose you as the main. The other two take a rest. It was horrible. So I have, a, I have a weird one that I don't think will happen, but I think it makes sense for both sides. Uh-huh. How about Tennessee? Melvin Gordon? So, Henry, you want to preserve him for the playoffs, right? So why give him the ball 50 times a game? I understand they have gotten away with using Jeremy McNichols and Darrington Evans and Deontay Foreman and all these guys. Why not get a second running back, accentuate your positives, which is your offensive line and your running game and your mm-hmm. play action game. Keep Henry fresh instead of giving him the ball 500 times a season. I mean, I, I understand that. I don't think it'll happen. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Who knows? It, I still, I think the Falcons make the most sense. You got to think about these contracts have all these incentives in. Yeah. Got to start. You got to play a certain amount of downs, yardage. You're messing with people's money at that point. Um, Leonard Fournette. Does he stay in Tampa or does he move? Yeah. I think he stays. I think he stays. Uh, I think it just makes too much sense. Uh, Seattle's Penny, running back. You think Penny goes anywhere? I think he might stay. He's he'll stay. Yeah, and then there's, there's uh, some kind of foundation on that offense. If Russell, why don't we? Why don't we just do Le'Veon Bell as the last one here? Honestly, when I made this list, I forgot he was in the league. He's on the Chiefs, isn't he? I believe so. I believe so. He's bounced around list. quite a bit. You think he's think he's still in the league next year? No, he'll he'll be in the league for sure. Does he make a return to Pittsburgh? I don't think so. Mm. That ended so unceremoniously. Let me see. Maybe uh, on Bell. Why not? Just go to the Chargers. Him and Eckler. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I think he stays. All right. Uh, next one. Oh, wait. Real quick. I see something here. Whoa. I thought for whatever reason I saw Boston Scott. He is. Boston Scott yeah, he probably, is. Yeah, he's a free agent. A restricted free agent. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. I, so they can match, I believe. Oh, that's I, I think he would stay. He's too busy buying Xboxes off of your nephew. Maybe on Bell is not on the on the Chiefs. Oh, is he, is he in a, Tampa? He's a buck. Oh, okay. I knew he was on one of those front-running teams. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, that's right. He scored the two-point conversion the other day when they scored that touchdown at the end of the game. He right, was a uh, chief last year. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Out of the wide receivers, there's a lot. Of, I think out of all this, the wide let's receivers just, have the most. Yeah, let's knock out like five of these. All right. Uh, Chris Godwin. Tampa Bay's wide out. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I see him staying in Tampa. He should stay in Tampa, but uh, after signing the franchise tag and tearing his ACL, I think he leaves. Oh, he did? Oh. I think he still stays. Devontae I think he goes Adams. to Pittsburgh. Um, wherever Rodgers go, goes, I have Rodgers <laughs> staying. So I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put him in uh, in Green Bay. I have him in L.A. Then. So you have he him go to the Rams. Rams. Yeah. Good um, lord! Could you imagine him and Cup? OBJ and possibly Odell. Yeah. No, he's on this list. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if if he stays, I mean. Or would you like to see OBJ stay? I mean, go if he stays. I think he stays. I think he goes unless it ends poorly. I think he goes to Tampa. Mm. Replaces Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. They, they, need another, they need another diva down there. Yeah, right. Um, that's three, right? 
Yep. Uh, AJ Green. He's re- he's establishing himself from uh, Arizona. I would either stay in Arizona or go sign with the Colts. I would like him as an Eagle. That's a big white. That's a big receiver. <laughs> I would buy any AJ Green Eagles jersey just for the sake of the fact that it says Green on the back and it's Green <laughs> a Green jersey. Think about it, Devontae Smith on the other side. One and two, whatever. Yeah, AJ Green for six games a year. <laughs> Although he's been good this year, man. He's, he's been, been very good. good. And what about uh, what about Allen Robinson? He's not staying. He's not staying. I would not stay if I was him. I know what team will try to sign him, but will not. And that's the Giants. Supposedly they made a run at him this year. Damn, this is a tough one. So, I would say I, Jacksonville. So I was thinking that too, but I don't know if he goes back. Let's go I think that. I think there's a trend right now where teams are trying to get their young quarterbacks weapons early on. It's a little bit different circumstances, but the Bengals went and got Jamar Chase. Um, the Giants went and got Kenny Galladay for Daniel Jones. Eagles got Devontae, of course, they, and they signed Jeffrey the one year. Um, He's still he, on the team. Allen Robinson, is he? Also, Jeffrey's still on the field. I think A-Rob makes sense for the Saints because they will need a receiver, but they won't have the money for it. Honestly, if A-Rob were not a Bear, I would say the Bears would make sense because of the fact they have a young quarterback and they need a guy to go there. Raiders. I'm, I'm going to go off the cuff here and a little bit off off the map. I yeah, believe yeah. it's a better metaphor. Oh, London. How about, Cle- how about Cleveland? That's not bad. Now, who's going to throw him the ball is the question. Maybe Mariota can throw the ball to him, but Mariota or Mayfield if, if he stays. If Mayfield can get healthy again, yeah, I think that bad. makes sense. A Rob on the on the Browns would be cool. Him and uh, the LSU boy, oh, what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. In my, he, I have a Jarvis Landry jersey in my closet. Um. We've already done this one. Bryson Berrios looks like a, a future bat right there. Uh, Patriot, yeah, Patriot. Um, interesting one here. Juju Smith. I'm sure Tomlin's like, get the fuck off my team now. So didn't the Ravens make him a big offer this past offseason and he turned it down for less money to stay in Pittsburgh? That I do not know. I think he stays in Pittsburgh because it seems like he's pretty loyal. He's loyal, sure. That's his But as now, you've seen his dumb stuff, no. his production, his TikTok nonsense. <laughs> And you you're no nonsense coach. You don't have a quarterback now. Well, they're going to have Derek Carr next year, so it's fine. Do you want that headache still? Because you have Claypool, who's also young and doing the same Claypool's stuff. Claypool's a pain in the neck, but Deontay has kind of taken over that number one spot. I don't think, if it's not Pittsburgh, I'm considering another name on this list, Mike Williams. I could see the Chargers making a run for him. Oh, Mike Williams. Be- because Juju went to USC, probably wants to play in the warmth. Yeah. It's, it's oh. another... Relatively good market. He's got Justin Herbert there. He's got Keenan Allen. I think the Chargers, the Chargers are a good landing spot for him. Are the Chargers willing to spend? That's the thing. I mean, if they lose Mike Williams, I think it makes sense for them. I mean, we basically went through the entire list. Now we got Michael Gallup is the only one. Uh, Cowboys, because he's hurt. And I think he'll get franchised. All right. Or uh, transition. It's some sort of, ta- I don't know what's, he'll sign like one year, 8 million. Gotcha. Um, now the last offensive weapons, the tight ends. Uh, we have a good group here. Um, yeah, it's a, this is actually an interesting one. We all we're a big fan of Azuma from the Cincinnati Bengals. CJ Azuma, uh, Notre Dame guy. I think he should stay. He should stay. I think I think it makes total sense for him to stay. I mean, for him and the organization, that they have an yeah. actual quarterback. That, yeah. Why break that up? Yeah, why why ruin a good thing? Unless, you, unless think, you're not 
gonna pay him. Sorry to cut you off. If you're not gonna no, you're pay good. him what he wants and someone else is willing to, then yeah, go get your money. I agree. While you can, but but they have money to spend. Where do you think uh, Rob Gronkowski plays next year? Wherever, uh, wherever Tom, Tom Brady, Brady plays. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or New England, but no, nah, I don't think he wants I don't to think, go. No, nah, he's not going back. He wants to play with Brady. It's so much warmer in Tampa too. It's probably better on his legs. Yeah. His back. Or if he wants, goes to L.A. I think he just stays with Brady. I think it's it's a simple. I think it's honestly as simple as he goes wherever Brady goes. Here's an interesting one. Where does Mike Jaseski go? He's the tight end uh, for the Miami Dolphins, and that's Tua's favorite target. I think he stays. I think he goes to New England. Ooh. I well, think they do. They do. That would be an interesting trio with him, Hunter Henry, and Johnu Smith. Because New England, uh, I could see that. And last one, let's do Evan Ingram, the Giants. You know, riddled, injured, prone tight end. Let's see new life in a new team. Uh, I I don't think it'll be a good team. I think it'll be Houston, Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, or or like the like the Bears, like one one of those crap teams. I I see I, him. I see him along with Pitts in Atlanta. Okay, I can see that. Um, OJ Howard, real quick, because I I feel pretty strongly about this one. Where do you think he goes? I mean, let's do Ertz too after that. Might as well just do it all. OJ. Selfishly on the Eagles, for what I think reason. he, I think he goes to the Giants, but he might go to the Giants. All right, um, and then Ertz, where do you think he goes? I think he comes back. Could you imagine that? God, traded you for nothing, got you back for nothing. Ertz will definitely not stay in Arizona. It feels like a good spot for him, though. He, damn, I don't know. He's. Not, I don't think he would go to Indy. <laughs> you know, you know. I think Tennessee makes sense. They don't have a tight end. Does he want to go down there with Tannehill? I don't think so. They need a tight end. He might go to Jacksonville. But that, does he want to win? I mean, Doug goes there. Maybe he goes. I think he does want to win, though. If he wants to win, I think he'll hold out to see what the quarterbacks like Rodgers, if he stays or goes. Or, you know. Yeah, him on the Packers would be good. Although they do have Tunyon, and they seem to like him. Uh, the only... Offensive lineman, we might as well talk about is Jason Kelsey. Do you think he retires or do you think he stays? I think he stays two more years. I think well, he stays at least he'll do one two more. years, but option. Yeah. I, I think he'll at least stay one more year. All right. Um, defense. Uh, let's, anybody let's, really just, wanna... let's just pick and choose a couple here. Where do you think Stefan Gilmore goes? The cornerback from currently the Panthers, former uh, Patriot. Saints. I think he goes to the Ravens. That's not bad. I like that. Um, I think Honey Badger stays in KC. Yeah, he stays in KC. Uh, Where's Joe Hayden? Joe Hayden. I think he's got a good thing going right now in Pittsburgh. I see him going Seattle. I think if the Eagles were to sign anybody on this list, and there are a handful of guys on here, it would either be Dante Hightower, because they need a linebacker in the worst way, KJ Wright. Or it'll be Kyle Kyle Fuller because they need a corner in the worst way with Slay. And Steven Nelson's been fine. He's been totally fine for what they're paying him, for what they got him for, for why they got him. Yeah. But I just think you need an upgrade on the outside. How about? And I think Kyle Fuller's a good player. How about Cat, Patrick Peterson from Minnesota? I think it's Minnesota. I don't think he stays in Minnesota, but yeah, he's in Minnesota now. Um, would you not pick him up? I would give him a shot. As an eagle? He, he would certainly help as a punt returner, too. Um, 
Uh, honey, I, I, I would pick him up. I have no clue where he's going, though. Rodney McLeod stays or you let him go? I, I would try to keep him. Derek Barnett? I think he's gone. I think he goes to a bad team like the Lions. And Vanderesh, you would assume, resigns franchise? I actually don't know because he's really fallen off since his rookie year. They made him out to sound like he was Brian Erlocker as a rookie. Now he's like, he's just a guy with a, with a neck roll. He was the second coming of the other guy who got Sean Lee. Yeah. Now he's the same thing. So he really is the second coming. <laughs> um, and then uh, anybody Von Miller? else interesting here? Von Miller, I think, stays. Mm. The Rams seem like they want this, this Monstars team. Like those moves, I feel like those in-season moves, I think those are just win-now moves. They do seem it, but I feel like so many of those guys feel like good fits for the teams they went to. Like Ertz feels like such a good fit for the Cardinals. Von Miller seems like such a good fit for the Rams that why, I mean, it's going to be difficult to 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 keep these guys, retain them for a long time, but yeah. I don't understand why you would try. If they don't try, that's a mistake. Yeah. All right. That's a nice little, and again, we'll probably dive into this well into oh, yeah. the off season for sure. Yeah. We'll probably have like Richard or uh, anybody else on there, maybe even Fireman Joe, somebody we can uh, grab off the streets <laughs> during the off season, especially when the moves happen rapidly. For sure. Um, Rob, I think it's time. It's the picks. The, the picks. picks. The picks. The picks. We'll work on the jingle, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, wait a second. We have some breaking news about this OnlyFans star. Um, so this only fan, this is courtesy of your niece, my girlfriend. Well, the only fans model who claims that she hooked up with Antonio Brown implies that NBA star Devin Booker is cheating on Kendall Jenner by sliding in her DMS. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to TMZ radio. I'm Rob. This is Joel. Um, so I don't know. That's probably irresponsible for us to put out there, but nobody's listening anyway. Who knows? Maybe you heard it here first. Yeah. Right. Or if you, if you go on brobible.com, which is the source here. Do you think now? Do you think Ben Simmons has something to do with that leak? Yes, <laughs> I rest my case. Snake in the grass. All right, Rob. Week eighteen picks. Uh, Sorry, I'm looking at a picture of Hazel sleeping. She's the most be- like the most beautiful sleeping I've ever seen. <laughs> she is a she is a sight. For She's sure. an absolute doll. All right, let me see. Let me... All right, so. Uh, all she tweeted out was a picture of Devin Booker in her DMs with a number sign. So maybe he's asked for a number. That's weird. I'm not going to dignify this with too much more attention because I kind of, one, don't give a shit, but two, I also don't give a shit. So um, NFL, I care more about football than I do about this. Um, I don't know about you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's all good. All right. So we got two Saturday games this week. Yes, we did. Um, we have the Kansas City Chiefs heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. And then the Dallas Cowboys come to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the lines for these two particular games leave me to believe, well, the Chiefs definitely have to play their starters, but the lines for the Eagles game make me feel as though the Cowboys will at least start their starters um, and probably keep their starters. And they're still fighting for some sort of positioning in the, in the, in the conference. So I, I think that they will play their guys. Um, you want to start with the Chiefs and Broncos game? Uh, <clears throat> yes. So I have all right, go ahead. I'm sorry, Casey is 10 and a half point favorites and the over under is 45. Uh give me the Chiefs money line right there. Give yeah, I Chiefs. don't know about the line. I, I'm gonna go ahead, Chiefs as well. They're gonna win. All right. Um Saturday night, yes. Cowboys Eagles with the Monday night crew in Philly. By the way, our boys uh Herb Street and Fowler have the first game. 
Balls. Um, that's I love them. I love both of them. I wish they had the Eagles game instead. Damn. Um, Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys are minus four and a half on the road in Philly, over under 43 and a half. Give me the underdogs. Give me the Eagles. I'm a homer. I'm going for it. Uh, I question it. Well, the Eagles have a lot of guys on the everything going on right now list. So I think it'll be. Uh, this is a tough one. You saw me, right? I'm just taking a picture. That's all. <laughs> the heck you taking a picture? Uh, let's go. Give me the Eagles. Screw it. Disregard my uh, text message then. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, for I have a lot of time on my hands since the I have the everything going on around. So I did the list. I have my list already set in stone for our picks to put on the. Instagram. Oh, you thought I was taking the Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he had the Cowboys. I my. But now my he brain, saw. Now he sees listen, my picks though. <laughs> nah, my oh I didn't I didn't look. Uh, my brain says Cowboys, but I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I just think they they have a little bit more to play for. Even though they don't have anything to play for. All right. Uh, what's the next game on the dock? What the heck happened here? Uh, who's next? So do you want to go in the order that you have written down? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, sure. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. 101 p.m. is what FanDuel says. Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Over under 41 and a half. Who do you like? Uh, give me the Ravens. So the Steelers still have something to play for. They do. And they lost the first game against the Ravens. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They no, beat no, the they Ravens. won. No, they beat him. You're right. Two-point um, conversion. Steelers still have something to play for. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm going for the Ravens just for spoiler so, and to get some yeah, revenge. That's a good call. So, uh, Lamar's probably not playing. So, the Steelers need a win, and then I think they need something else to happen, and then I think they need um, the – I think they need a tie in the late game or something. They need a lot of stuff to happen. But uh, I think given that they know that this is probably – Ben's last game. Um, and then they still have something to go out there and play for. I think I'm just going to take them. That's not a bad play, though. I, I'm not touching that game. I'm not touching really any of these games. This is a huge crapshoot this entire week. It's all division games. Um, Cleveland hosting Cincinnati. So Cincy is probably not going to play any of their real players, which is why Cleveland is favored by six. Um, the over-under is 38. That's got to be one of the lower ones this week. Oh, here we go. Um, just to touch on the Pittsburgh chances, they would need to beat, they would need to t- take care of business beating Baltimore, but they would need the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Colts. Oh, and the Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. But the Colts are also in a fight for their own playoff spot. Because yeah, they win, they are card. in. And they're in. Um, and then also, the way, sorry, also. Oh, you're good. I think, what is it? The Los Angeles Chargers-Raiders game cannot end in a tie. So if they tie, they both get in regardless of what happens otherwise. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton was just named the starter for the Bears, if that matters at all. And everybody's frantically going to FanDuel to go bet whoever they're playing against. I think they're playing the Vikings. <laughs> um, I don't think so, so. Cincy, Cleveland, who do you like in that one? Cincy. I'm going to go Cleveland because I don't think Cincy's going to play anybody. Um. Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay has nothing to play for. Uh, the line in that one is... So you have Steelers uh, and Browns? Sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay still favored by three and a half. They're probably going to start Jordan Love. Uh, the Lions, who cares? Who, who do you like in that one? I already have it set in stone. 
Lions. Should have thought about it, but Packers. They're probably still going to win. Give me the Packers. Oh, okay. Um, then we have Tennessee at Houston. Ooh. Titans are 10-point favorites on the road against a team that I'm pretty sure beat them this year. Pretty sure Houston so. beat them earlier this year, so that's why they're 10-point favorites. Houston, uh, so Tennessee is still fighting for the one seed, um, yeah. which is why I think they come out and they blow blow them the heck out. I, th- I think I would actually lay the 10 in that game. Uh, what do you think? Ditto, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I think they, I think they wipe the floors with Houston and and blow them out. Uh, like we talked about it before. They don't need home field advantage. They need the buy. Yeah, yeah. You're. I, I think you're totally right. We just said that too. They they will benefit more from having that week off. Dude, I think they would trade home field advantage for a buy. Yeah. If 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 in some world you could trade the two seed for the one seed and just take the buy and give the two seed home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I think they would volunteer to do that. Because they don't need to be at home to win. Obviously, being at home will help, but they are as equipped as anybody to win on the road. Um, uh, where are we? So Chicago at Minnesota. The Vikings, uh, you never pick the Vikings anymore. So they're minus five and a half at home against Chicago and Andy Dalton. That might grow. Uh, 43 and a half the over under. No, we're on Indian Jacks. Oh, are we? Yeah. Uh, we're on Indian. Houston. Like I said, we're at Indianapolis and Jacksonville. <laughs> um, Tennessee is minus eleven fifty on the money line. They're laying fifteen and a half points in Jacksonville. This would be the first win in Jacksonville in, in eight years for the Colts. Um, what they say break you? The streak. They break the streak. Do they? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, the for, Jags are terrible. For. Carson Wentz's mental health, they should win this game. Can, can we just take a quick second yeah. and acknowledge how fast the downfall was for Jacksonville? They 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 peaked in 17 and then immediately took a nosedive. Their 17 team was one of the best defenses I think I've ever seen. They continued to take Blake Bortles, I believe, was the starter. Jordles almost beat Brady. the Patriots. In, yeah. no, in Foxborough. Could you imagine a Foles versus Blake Jordles uh, Super Bowl? <laughs> we would... They were one blown call away from winning that game. The Miles Jack fumble, where they said he was down, but he otherwise, what he really was not, he would have been gone for a touchdown. That yeah. ruined that game for them. Um, I think they would have won that game, honestly. Uh, Brady is still Brady. And Bortles looked pretty good that game, but who knows? Uh, that that kind of sucked because I was excited about that Jackson. It had so many guys I liked. Um, um, so we both have the Colts. <clears throat> yeah. Um, next game, Chicago at Minnesota. You already alluded to it. I will never pick the Vikings, but I did pick the Vikings on this. One. I think the Bears come out and play for their coach. I think they realize Nagy might be done, and anybody that has respect for him, which I think is a lot of guys, will play hard to try to keep him at least have like a positive end to his tenure there. So I think the Bears will win that game. Ditto. I have the Bears winning. I changed it. I don't know what I was thinking. Hey, why not? Um uh, I'm favorite, lost. You're up. I don't even know where we are. Our favorite team. Oh, okay. WFT Admirals. The Admirals. <laughs> or the Good Kitchen or the Virginia <laughs> Master Plan, whatever team they decide to be this week. On the road to New Jersey against the New York Giants. What if that was just a business decision, like an investment? They bought the URL just to sell it. <laughs> that would be a smart play after all the uh, hoopla. Who you got? WFT yeah. division at Giant. The Giants stink. They do. They suck. are they playing hard for their coach? No, um, their coach is a joke. 
I don't even know who their quarterback's going to be this week. I'm guessing it'll be Glennon. Glennon. I'm going to go football team. Same. Those guys, if, if if when all else fails, Ron Rivera is a thousand times more respected than the high school gym teacher. I think the football team come out and wipe the floor with the Giants. So far, we only differ for two D teams. Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, Browns. Yeah, they were back-to-back, too. AFC North. <laughs> All right, now keep in mind, we have one, two, three. Four, we have six late window games. I am in heaven. Yes. And they all have a little bit of playoff um, con- consequences, implicit implicacies. I don't know what the word is. They have playoff implications with all of them in some way, shape, or form. That's the word. Thank you. Uh, the bird is the word. Speaking of birds, the Atlanta Falcons will host the New, New Orleans. Uh, I almost said Patriots. New Orleans Saints will go to Atlanta. New Orleans needs to win, I believe, to clinch a playoff spot. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. <clears throat> so they need to win in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. I think they need other things to happen as well, though. Now, keep in mind, they're playing the same time San Fran is. San Fran needs to win as well in order to keep their playoff hopes alive. So there's a lot going on, and a lot of the games that are scheduled at the same time as one another have, you know, dueling teams looking to get in so saints at falcons uh saints minus three and a half 39 and a half is the over under a lot of a lot of low totals this week hmm. give me the falcons they will shock the world <laughs> not really shocking the world here i'll go but, saints uh, all right i uh my lock is associated with that game though okay uh, next, uh, our boy Braxton Berrios and the Jets <laughs> heading over to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, what's the what's the outline looking for that? 16 and a half for Buffalo over under 41 and a half. So it's yeah. an implied 26 to 16 ish. Do they rest? Their 20, pl- 30 they rest? to 12-ish. Um, no, I think they're still fighting for um, Not position. Not field, right? I don't think they're fighting for home field, but they're fighting for a position out there. Um, I don't even think Patriots have technically clinched the division. Oh yet, yeah, so, they're, so, they're fighting for division. Yeah, the Pats game is is very consequential as well. So these are two games that are back to back. Basically, both have. So if both teams win, I believe the Pats will take the division. If the Pats win and the, and the Bills lose, of course the Bills will. Well, the Pats will do it. The only way the Bills can win the division is if the Patriots lose and the Bills win. Um, so the Bills, I'm just going to go with the Bills. Uh, yeah, I got the Bills. Uh, then the next game is right. Uh, let's just piggyback that one. Patriots minus six in Miami over under 40. Give me the Pats. Give me the Pats as well. They, uh, Miami beat the Pats week one, and they were one-point underdogs. They were my first dog all season. <laughs> um, Miami my, uh, plus one in New England. Um I have the Patriots, so I don't know if I said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Carolina at Tampa, uh, Tampa minus eight, leads me to think that they well they, they don't have they don't have any receivers left, so that's probably why trap game. Uh, it could be. I have Patriots just blew, or didn't the Bucks just play them two weeks ago and they crushed them? Yeah, I believe so. That was my lock. I'm pretty sure. Is that minus twelve? <laughs> I have the Bucks, but I think it'd be closer to this game. They don't have receivers. Um, Panther defense is still good. They are, but I have no faith in whatever quarterback they start. Uh, like Matt Rule should juggle. play quarterback for him. Yeah, right. See how that. I is. think it'll still be Cam and Sam. I think I don't think they're going to play PJ at all. Where does PJ end up? Real quick. 
Does he stay as a Carolina? I would honestly sign him here as a backup. I think I think he's done enough to stay in the league. I could see him going to Jacksonville. I've said Jacksonville for a lot of people. Um, Or maybe (laughs) even as like a stopgap kind of transitional guy for the Falcons. That's not the Falcons because they've seen him enough. They probably if they like him, they would sign him. Even the Jets. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it makes sense for him to be a transitional guy. Maybe Cleveland is a backup, although they seem to like Keenum. Ugh. Get out of here. The all-time leading uh, passer in F- FBS history. Um, <laughs> all right. Cards. I'm going to go Bucks too. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, yeah. Bucks as well. Um, cards hosting Seattle. Seattle put a 50 spot on the Detroit Lions and look their back to life all of a sudden. God, that's really hard. Who you got? Because also, I think Arizona's playing for position as well. Yep. Yeah, cards are minus six and a half. They're fighting for the the division, I'm pretty sure. They're minus six and a half, over under 48. I'm going to go cards, especially at home. Division game. I have Cardinals as well. Battle the birds. And then the last one for the four o'clock window is San Francisco at LA. Um, That's Rams minus four. The Niners have had the Rams number the last few years. But the game. Rams are still fighting. So the, the Rams are fighting for the division and, you know, top five seed or top three seed, basically. And the Niners are fighting for their playoff lives. So this is, uh, this will be definitely one of the bigger games in terms of, you know, co- consequences and everything. Um, do you this trust be, Stafford? I was going to say, game? this could be the game of the week. Um, yes, I do. I think that if, if there's ever a time where he needs to come out and play, it's this because he won't do it in the playoffs. Over under one interception for Stafford. Over. That's not good. Um, or push. I think he'll have one. I'll have Rams begrudgingly. I'm going to go Rams too. I think team. the Rams are just better. Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, and then the, I think that actually this will be the game of the week. Raiders at home hosting the Chargers. This game is for a playoff spot. The winner moves on. The loser stays home. If they tie, they both get in. Um, Joel, what are the odds both teams come out and kneel the ball 50 times and the game ends in a tie? (laughs) If it's 100 to 1, I'll take it. How mad do you think the NFL would be if they saw that? Second year in a row after the Eagles did it last year with Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who do you like in this one? This is, um, in all honesty, probably the game of the week. Well, definitely the game of the week. This has a high over-under. This is one of the higher ones. It's inside, which makes sense. This one... This sucks, honestly, because we we've talked in nauseam all season how much we are a big Justin Herbert fan and Derek and, Carr fans and Derek Carr fans, but especially high on the young Justin Herbert. Yeah, and we like the Chargers, but they are who we thought they are at the time. They just did not come out strong. They confuse me. Yeah. So you, I think at one point said I they suck. I'm not picking them. Yeah, I'm in on him. I'm out on them. Yeah, exactly. Those are the words, and we love. Uh, Derek Carr. We love the Raiders. Adversity all Adversity. over the time. Fuck you, Gruden. And fuck you, Rugs, and uh, David yeah. Arnett, and then the other guy. Cars and Raiders don't mix unless it's Derek Carr. Yeah. So, <sighs> win and you're in. So I think uh, the Raiders beat them earlier this year in prime time. On I think it was a Monday game. Uh, my lock of the week was the under that week in that game. Well, the Raiders host the Chargers. This is a tough one, man. I know we both have kind of ragged on the Chargers lately, but they they can win a game like this. The Raiders can win a game like this. 
They can and they will. I have the Raiders. Mm. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. I'm going to do a quick search on Twitter to find out about one player whose availability for this game is going to matter a lot. <laughs> Give me the guess, Raiders. Guess who has been activated from the COVID-19 list? Alshon Jeffrey. Darren Waller, give me the Las oh Vegas Raiders. Oh, my God. Give me the Raiders and then give me a first-round upset. They are beating whoever they play in the playoffs. Oh, I'm putting money on Waller getting a touchdown and Renfro. What I believe he's playing. So I, it, they, he's been Him and Carl Nassib, I think, have both been activated from the COVID list. Um, now, whether or not he plays remains to be oh. seen. I, th- I think if he's activated, he's playing, right? Yeah. All right, three days ago, sounds like Darren Waller will play this week for the Raiders, is according to Mitchell Renz. Uh, he's on, tweeting a lot. Time. Darren Waller time. practiced yesterday. He's playing. He, he's playing. He's playing. And Give they're me one more time. Hit me. <laughs> Let's go. I think they might be my second favorite team. And then watch Justin Herbert blow them out of the water. <laughs> yep, it, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, Actually, no, you know what? Give me the under Give me the under in that game. Yeah. Give me the under. I, I thought it was high scoring. The under? First. I'm, a, I'm actually going under. Yeah. Playoff games tend to be low scoring. I'm going to go under. This isn't a playoff game, but it, it is, is basically. It, it is a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this will be fun all because right. I, I don't know what to take for two of these, but lock dog and lie. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Which one are you sure of? I'm sure. I'm the most sure of my lock. All right, so my lock is over 49 and a half. Oh, <laughs> Chargers, Raiders. <laughs> so I have a similar, so my, my lock is over 39 and a half in the Saints Falcons. It's indoors, and there's no way they're going to stay under 39 and a half. Those games them. always go over. Over 39 and a half? Yeah, over 39 and a half, Falcons and Saints. Falcons are playing for nothing. The Saints are playing for something. They're not going to play any defense. No, I don't think I picked any dogs is the problem. Uh, I picked one. New Orleans, uh, which Atlanta, one, right? Yep. Which one are you next most uh, positive about? Dog or the uh, the points? Oh, I got I'm set. Oh, you're good? Um, uh, yeah. Give me whatever one you feel good about. Dogs. Wait, what? Yes. Dogs. Yes. What do you like? Oh, okay. At plus 138, uh, give me the Raiders. Give, give me, me the Raiders. I'll put him in right now before they find out if Darren Waller is activated. I think he's playing. Uh, oh, this is news to me. I didn't know Dennis Smith was on the Blazers. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> my my dog, I guess, has to be. I'll take I, I, didn't really, I didn't really pick many. I, I would have taken him here. Give me uh, green. Daniel Richard Green Jr. Yeah, gee, quite like you're like you're his mother. Uh, <laughs> my dog, I don't trust the Bears enough. Give me the Steelers. All right. Have we had a, a three and zero either of us this year in the TTP yet? You did. Oh, did I? I yeah. I swore you did. I've been zero and three a lot. Oh, cool. <laughs> I should probably update the Google sheet that has all of the information on there. We'll put a, a poll up at the end, or we'll put up a, a tally. Or we, actually, let's not do that. <laughs> we have a lot of so we have a, a more exotic ttp exotic we have a more um creative ttp um put together for the playoffs i came up with some ideas so Ooh. we'll get to that later but um and then your points 
Uh, oh, and also next week, either next Friday or the next episode, we'll do the uh, regular season review, our predictions. Oh, right. that we Overs did. and unders. You're right. Over unders, uh, our bowl predictions, the playoff seating. Were we right? Were we wrong? Everything Dolphins are in or out, I believe. They're out, and I think I had them in. So fuck me. Uh, who knows? We all do. I had the Giants in, so it's fine. Let's skip. We'll just we'll we'll just retcon that. Forget it never happened. Oh my goodness! I'm um, laughing. Delay. Give me Atlanta plus three and a half. Okay, I like the uh, the points there. Um, I'm gonna go football team minus seven. I don't see the Giants scoring minus seven even. Yeah, they're minus seven even. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can find the Giants team total because I'm gonna take the under for that. Totals. Uh, how do I find the uh, oh, the uh, the Celtics are waving Jabari Parker. Come down to Philadelphia, buddy. Uh, so home team total points for the Giants under 15 and a half is minus 108. Hammer that. Hammer that. Hammer what? Giants under 15 and a half total points for their own for the team. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, all the snow is pretty much gone. All right. Um, I can't our, wait till you open your gift whenever it arrives. It'll be it'll probably be today. It will be today. Um, I pulled up the the tracking for it. So Joel mailed me a gift, it seems. Um today. expected delivery today. Friday the twenty or Friday the seventh. So today. Um I'm excited about that. Um so the game everybody's talking about, the national championship game. Yes. Montana State heads to North Dakota State. Uh, North Dakota State is minus seven and a half. The over under is 41 and a half. There is a same game parlay option for this game, uh, but all you can parlay is the spread, the money line, and the total. So, um, who do you like? <laughs> okay. Give me North Dakota State minus seven and a half, though. They're like the best FCS team of all time. Yeah, give me that one. Um, all right. So, we've reached. So, in, in uh, chronological order, this game will occur last. Yes. Monday night. Georgia, Alabama. This is, I think, a lot of people would agree that the two most obvious best teams, obviously the two best teams in the uh, in the FBS. This will be played in Indianapolis, in whatever the name of the stadium is. Lucas Oil. I think so, something like that. So Bama beat Georgia, forty-one twenty-four, pretty handily a few weeks ago. Uh, Alabama beat Cincinnati twenty-seven to six last week. Uh, Georgia beat Michigan 34-11. Georgia has been more dominant numbers-wise. Uh, I'll read you the tail of the tape. Points scored per game, Alabama, 7th in the nation, 41 points a game. Georgia is 15th at 39 points a game. Points against Georgia is the heaviest, number one, nine points a game allowed. Bama is allowing 19 a game. That's 33rd in the nation. Yards per game, 494 for Bama. That's 8th. 447 for Georgia. That's 33rd. Uh, pass yards per game, 336 for Bama. That's 15th in the nation. 81st in the nation for Georgia, 253. Rushing yards per game. Bama is 121st in the FBS, 158 yards a game. Uh, Georgia is 56th with 194. Third down efficiency, 52%. Fourth in the nation for Bama, 45%. That's 25th in the nation for Georgia. Georgia has played a little bit weaker of a schedule, but they have been more dominant, I would say, than Bama. For all the marbles, a rematch of the 2019 national title game, I believe. 
when uh, Devontae Smith was a freshman, caught the touchdown pass in overtime, the throw from our buddy Tua Tagovailoa, who came in halfway through to take over Jalen Hurts. Our buddy Jake Fromm started for Georgia. Uh, I get a little off track. The spread right now? Uh, not 2019. Was it 18? Uh, 2019 was Clemson, Alabama. Uh, so was it 18? Uh, I think so, because Ridley was still in college. Yes. Okay. 2018. Oh, no. 2018 was... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bama okay. beating uh, Georgia. It was like 38, 34, something crazy like that. 26, 23 in overtime. Same thing. That's what I said. Um, so Georgia... <laughs> Georgia is currently favored minus two. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the over under is 52 and a half. Bama has won the last four times they have been underdogs, which has not been often, probably four times in the last like 10 years, I believe. Who do you like in this one? Bama is technically the home team because they're ranked number one in the nation. I'm thinking here. Because also, is get Fireman Joe, get his picks. And give me a score as well okay. for you and him. Okay. And I'll give you one right now, and we'll put it on the uh, Instagram, at PA underscore turnpot. Poll. Not, not really a poll. You can't really do a poll for three. But uh, we'll put it up there. Um, closest, I guess, win something. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Give me big games, big games. All right, give me Georgia. Mm. Ooh. 31-27, The winning team in my, my simulation will be... The score will be 34-20. to 20. The winning team will wear red. <laughs> this motherfucker. The winning team will be from the SEC. They'll also have white. Yeah. Uh, give me Alabama without hesitation. Georgia's not beating them. Tremendous. All right. So we're opposite sides. We do it in the 30. We have the 50. We do have we both the 50. Hit the over. Yeah. We both, I'm at 54. You're at 58. 58. Yeah. So we're both in the same neighborhood. I don't yeah. think defense will win this championship. I think offense will win this championship. Well, Knowing that, it's going to be 13-10 Bama. Um, <laughs> or Georgia. Or Georgia, yeah. Um, um, I we'll think it'll be Bama. 34-20 Bama. That's not I a bad one, Nick, though. I have Nick Saban's biography in my office, but I can't reach it with the cord attached to my, uh, my headphone. <laughs> but I am wearing my Jalen Hurts jersey because I believe uh, the, whatever, the Alabama stigma that I'm going to fit. All right. All right. So do you do you have any W's or L's? Uh I have none. But uh, I do I have only... a something funny to to add okay. or say. But so no one I have I have two W's. Okay. Uh one is a uh a callback to my childhood. One is almost a callback to our childhoods because it's been so long. Um so this will make you feel old. Thanks. My first W, it makes me feel old. 22 years ago, Rocket Power made its debut on Nickelodeon. 22 years ago. Now, were you a Rocket God. Power guy? Yes, I was. Wicked, wicked, I, I wicked, certainly wicked. was, too. Wicked, wicked. That'll be, let's do top five cartoons in an episode soon, now that 
We brought that up. Uh, it has to be another. It has to be another day. I can't just. Oh, absolutely. No, not now. Top yeah, five Ro- cartoons. Yeah. Might Rocket Power, time. Dexter. Never watched Kids that. Next Door. Never watched that. Jesus Christ. Uh, Rugrats, I guess. Watch that. Um, damn, what's another one? South Park doesn't count for this, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. SpongeBob, Fairly Odd Parents, Danny Phantom. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Never watched that. Oh, Jesus Christ. For me, it's Rocket Power, Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob, Rugrats, and uh, Clean Sweep of Nickelodeon. I guess I would go <laughs> give me Neutron. That's a nice one. I was a big fan of this. We'll do a we'll do a, a formal one in the future. And Top then Joel, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. This is gonna be a little game for you. So I went back and found the uh the price of gas. The top five songs and the top five movies on March 14, 2016. Um, do you want to guess what the price of gas was on March 14, 2016? The average price across the country per gallon of regular. When, what was the year? 2016, March 14th. The uh, the 12 year anniversary. Yep, the 12 year anniversary of WrestleMania 20. If that helps at all. I was gonna say 316 because of Boston. <laughs> um, two seventy-one, a dollar ninety-six. Jesus Christ! Uh, do you want to guess what any of the top five songs on the Billboard Top 100 list were at the end of the? So I have the 18th because that was the end of the week. Apparently, um, I couldn't find the 14th. So it, can you guess any of the top five? In what year? 2016. March 14, 2016. I went to college. Oh, Bobby Schmurder. No. Um, <laughs> so five is uh, is sorry by the Biebs. I don't even know who that is, Justin Bieber. Oh, um, Jesus. four is My House by Flo Rida, three oh, is what? Stressed Out by the 21 Pilots. I'm stressed out now. Two is Love, Love Yourself by the Biebs, and number one was Work by, uh, by Rihanna. Now, you'll understand where I'm getting at in a moment. I feel more older. Than ever now. So none, neither of us are going to guess any of the top five movies. Number one was Zootopia at that point, grossing 255 mil. Deadpool was second at 64 mil. 10 Cloverfield Lane was third. London Has Fallen Jeez. was fourth. Miracles from Heaven was fifth. What I'm getting at is my W is Russell Westbrook. March 14, 2016 was the last time he played a game without a turnover until the other <laughs> night. Russell Westbrook, you're my W for playing a game without turning the ball over for the first time in eight years. 407 games is the longest streak in NBA history since turnovers have been recorded, which was the 1977-1978 season. Congratulations, Russell Westbrook. You completed a game and did not pass the ball (laughs) to the other team. Thank you. Wow. Shout out to Russell Westbrook for making an accomplishment out there of not turning the ball over. What a game. (laughs) And I think there's a quiet, it was like a certain number of minutes without turning the ball over. I'm sure he's played like games in the past where he got hurt. And didn't turn, although maybe not. When they do but, like a highlight package of his career, they should mention it in some kind of bubble. <laughs> this game, this date, zero turnovers. Yeah. So <laughs> congratulations to him. Uh, one man trends in the wrong direction of Danny Green. Russell Westbrook, perhaps normal now. His fantasy points were probably awfully high that night because he didn't turn it over seven times. Jesus. <laughs> so Russ and the Lakers retirement home basketball team. Uh, making some progress there oh my gosh that's all i got for that so that was the uh the research i did before the episode began uh, uh 
Westbrook had <laughs> looks like 38 points that game because he oh no, he had four turnovers that game. Which maybe it was the fourth. Uh oh yeah, it was the fourth. He had 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal and a block. And, and that was in 34 minutes without a turnover. So congratulations, Russell Westbrook. Gas has now quadrupled since that. Um uh, Rihanna has not put out music since then. Bieber is, I don't even know, probably on Celebrity Deathmatch. 21 Pilots is all over the radio. Florida is just the name of the state now. Oh, my God. And I've never heard of any of these movies. So that's all I got. That's all Trash. I got. Well, the one is the one with Ryan Reynolds, I think. Deadpool. Ugh. Whatever. Um, you got anything left? I'm, I'm, I've squeezed all the juice out of the lemon. I have nothing but this one thing that Dirk Nowitzki was like honored at a Mavs game. Oh, that's his right. Jersey <laughs> hung in the rafters and they gave him a trophy. Well, that's shooting. actually going to be the statue outside the stadium. Oh, is it? Yes. Well, if that's the case, it is horrific because uh, let me see who's the, the Twitter guy as Rob is collectively dying. The uh, Hoop Central at the Hoop Central, the concept of Dirk's statue that will be built outside of the Mavs arena uh fire emoji and this fire. guy yeah. at I'm a roll up quote retweets he's shooting anal beads because that's exactly what it looks like it's got like three basketballs on it and it looks like he's shooting anal beads <laughs> what is patented Dirk Nowitzki one foot in the air shot anyway. oh my goodness that's my like W and L at the same time <laughs> all right rob uh episode 30 pop that cork episode went a bit a little longer but hey two hours is better than four <laughs> anthology than we did in we our had first. a lot to get to at least it, it flowed better than the yeah. uh, previous ones I, I would say um if you guys want to again get on the show or have any comments concerns whatever hit up us at the mailbag or if you have any mailbag we can read it on the podcast at uh pa turn pod at gmail.com i had a brain fart or if you want to hit us on the instagram give us a like follow all that other stuff and hit us up there dm as well at pa underscore turn pod on instagram for rob i'm joel uh have a great weekend uh trust the podcast get those parlays in and uh anything else rob uh, stay safe stay healthy um eat some good food this weekend it's your final red zone day anybody that watches it so <laughs> have a great weekend um stay warm honestly i'm freezing my balls off right now all right i'll see you guys next week take yep. care bye thank you for listening <laughs>